You got a ring on your finger, Matt. I know, man. First time I've seen you with a ring on your finger. Well, um, <clears throat> congratulations. Yeah. When'd you get married? Yeah, congrats. You're well, a married man. Look at you. Turned your life around. Settling down. Early February. Just before. Two days before. Was it two days? 13th? No, 13th of uh, February. 13th wow. of February, day What's before it feel Valentine's like? Day. I mean, I, feel, I don't feel this. I don't. Don't feel no different? You know, Jess is like, you know, we're married. And I'm like, I know. What's it like? I mean. Are you guys, just, do the kids live with you guys or? Uh, Jess's daughter lives with us. She does? Yeah. Okay. Um, she's being homeschooled. <clears throat> Did you sign a prenup? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, I don't have anything. Neither <laughs> one of us have anything. Yeah, but you got some potential out there. I mean, maybe. You're really making a life for yourself, Matt. What's it like to be a guy who was on the run from the FBI for ten years, did twenty six years in prison? Now <laughs> sets it up good. Now look at you. You're on the you're on TV. You're the face of LifeLock. You're the face of Home Mortgage Lock. You're on half of that. Strip. What's Dude, the guy? I see you on Title Lock. I watch ESPN right. religiously. You're on ESPN at least almost once a day. I know. My mom will yell. She'll go. Matt Cox is on TV. <laughs> she she. You almost convinced her to buy Title Lock. <laughs> I almost had to talk her out of it. And you're on Steve Bannon's show. Yeah. You're everywhere, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, Steve Bannon's probably one of my favorites because he doesn't say anything to me. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even talk to you. I mean, he 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 does his whole spiel, and then he's like, and you know, he he talks about home title lock and how, you know, horrible identity theft and aggravated identity theft or and uh title theft and all these things. He goes on and on and on, and then he's like, and that's why we have Matt Cox here. Mr. Cox, you know, what 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 can they do? What can you know my watchers do? To protect yeah. themselves, and I go. Well, they can buy home title lock, Steve. And he's like, "That's right. Thank God for." It. And then he goes on and on. It's like I barely say anything. I might say ten lines in five just minutes. Pop in, and then I, I, then it's over, and that's it. It's great. I love it. It's so fucking funny that last time you were on here, you mentioned that you're like, "What's this guy's name? Some guy that had something to do with Trump." I go on his show and I promote home title lock. I, I don't remember this guy's name. Meanwhile, it's Steve fucking Bannon. Jesus Christ, <laughs> he's about to go to jail. Is he? Well, he's got a, well, yeah, he lost. He's supposed to go to jail. He's fighting it. He's appealing it. He's he's dragging that. How out. much time you think? He's Trump, that's do. what they said about Trump too. They said he's about to go to jail. But look, yeah, they, that they've said out. that for. I was just thinking about that. You, you know what's so funny is like it was for two years. It was like nothing but Russia, uh, but the Russia Gator, Russia investigation, and then eh, okay, we don't talk about that. Anymore. Then it was you know this, and, and then it was you know documents, and then it was, and it's like they they tried to get him for so long. I mean, shouldn't you just quit at some point? Yeah, and say, eh, it's not gonna happen. No, it's not gonna happen. And then there's all that stuff coming out right now about Jeffrey Epstein. There's like five five articles that came out in the last three days about Jeffrey Epstein and all this new these new documents that got released about his schedule, about his calendar, meeting with the head of the CIA and all that shit. Yeah, but those were like he they were he was supposed to meet with like that was he was on his schedule. But they no, he met. met with him. They literally met many times. But there was also uh, I guess there was um, time they were supposed to meet again in the future, but he okay. died. Okay. But he had met with him. He met with him when he was like the head of the State Department or something like that. It was before Bill Burns was actually the head of the CIA. Okay. But he was- Yeah, deeply... yeah. When he, this was when he was with Obama, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. I think so. And then he said, and then they said, um, when they asked him about it, he said, oh, it was about reintegrating into society or uh, um, investing money or something. It was, he had yeah. some, some benign, like out of all the people you were going to meet with? Of course. Yeah. It was benign. Of course it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, listen, Amadeo, you know, they talk about these uh, getting a background check. Think about it. Amadeo met with President George W. Bush. That's insane. 
So he and tell people he, who he gotten out of prison for, just, for all of our new listeners who aren't familiar with who you are. Give them a brief background on your history. Let's let's sum it up. I mean, we did a whole podcast on this, obviously, in the beginning that went completely viral and made you into who you are today. And uh, <laughs> it's your take. so right. tell, get, give us like the, the elevator style pitch of uh, your background, your life on the road with the FBI, how long you spent in prison and how you met Amadeo. I mean, that was it. Just um, you just did a great job. So, OK, so I owned a mortgage company, right? I owned a mortgage company and we were doing some, you know, light fraud, changing W-2s, pay stubs, you know, not, you know, I mean, I, I was going to say not nothing all that sophisticated. And then eventually I got in trouble for buying properties. Um, like I would buy a house for 40,000, 50,000, renovate the house and then sell it to my wife at the time in her maiden name so that I could get around something called seasoning. Well, I'd done that several times and uh, one of the brokers that worked for me, she started her own place and she got in trouble running what's called a straw man scam. She wore a wire on me and then I lost my license, right? So FBI comes in, you know, they 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 call me, I lose my license, I, I can't be a mortgage broker anymore, so I start a larger scam. So instead of like saying, okay, I'm just gonna go get a job, mm. you know, and just I'll go sell used cars and you know, what instead what I did was I said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna, I was on probation, I got three years probation and I started making synthetic identities. I started making fake people. Uh, I would, I, I eventually, I started just by experimenting, but eventually I figured out how to go into into the Social Security Administration and get them to issue me Social Security numbers for children that don't exist, like a ten month old kid. I give them a, a fake birth certificate and a fake um, so shot record. No shot record, oh. and they'd issue me a Social Security oh, number yeah. in any name that I said that was on the birth certificate. So I'd get these names. I would then pull the credit a few times. I'd give them a couple of secured credit cards. I'd make the payments, and they'd end up with like after six months, they'd get like a 760 credit score, 750, 700 credit score, something like that. And so what I, I then turned around, I started buying houses in those names, recording the value of those houses. So I'd buy a house in Ybor City for $50,000, and I'd record the value of the house at 200 or 250 or 230 or 190 whatever. So the, I'd bought so many houses in so many different names, the whole area shot up through the roof. That way, my synthetic identity can buy a house for 50000 record the sale of that house just by paying the extra doc stamps um, on the deed. So record the sale of the house at 200000 and because he's got perfect credit and I can provide W-2s and pay stubs and proof of uh, of um, his residency, residency and, and residential, uh, his history of payments, he could then re refinance that house for, let's say he could get a loan for like 180000 We bought it for fifty. Mm -hmm. So 180 minus 50 is like 130, less closing costs, whatever. So let's say 120. Mm. So I walk away with $120,000. I make a few payments, let the house go into foreclosure. And I did that, each guy bought five or six houses. So each guy borrowed roughly a million dollars. And of course I'd also run up the credit, his credit cards, borrow 50, 60,000 in credit cards, get a couple um, personal loans. So he gets another $100,000. Ends up with like a million, million point two, whatever. Make a few payments, let them all go. Well, I did that for, how long did I do that for? Did that for about 18 months. I borrowed $11.5 million in the mm. name of a bunch of fake guys. Well, eventually, another friend of mine gets caught in a bank trying in, in, a, in a similar scam uh, that he was working with me and somebody else, and he ends up getting caught, and he cooperates. Uh, they put together a task force. They watched me for three, four months. 
another buddy of mine comes to me and says, listen, bro, he's a sheriff's deputy. He's like, I used to date this chick on the Tampa PD. She's a part of a task force. They're coming to arrest you. The FBI is coming to arrest you. So I take off on the run. I go on the run. I immediately go to Atlanta. I rent a house from somebody. I satisfy the loan on the house. So it looks like there's no loan on the house. So I'm now living in a house. As the owner of the house, I make a fake ID. I get a social security number issued in his name. I then build the credit history and I refinance that house and I pull out like $400,000. So I'm like 350, 400, 400. Um, What else? I'm wrapping it up. So then I take off from there. Secret Service is now after me. So now the FBI Secret Service is after me. I then turn around and I go to South Carolina. And at this point, I'm, I'm surveying homeless people. I'm getting their information. I'm getting driver's licenses in their names. I'm getting passports in their names. I end up buying a couple of houses in South Carolina. I borrow $1.3 million, pulling out money out of that. I get about five, 600000 out of the bank. I end up getting handcuffed in the bank, you know, questioned the bank. Oh, yeah. This is the best part. Yeah. Those <laughs> One are of the best stories. parts. Yeah. So I'm pulling out cash, right? Like getting 8000 uh, out of seven or eight different accounts. Like I get 8000 5000 7000 Like every other day I'm pulling out mm-hmm. money. One day I go into the bank as Gary Sullivan and two deputies walk up like I'm waiting for to get the cash and they call the police and or the sheriff and two deputies come out and they walk up behind me and boom they grab me by the arms yank my arms behind me put handcuffs on me bring me into the um, the bank manager's office and they start questioning well they don't question me they actually wait until they call a, a, a de- detective or investigator, whatever they're called. They call him, he shows up, but they keep calling me Gary Sullivan. Mr. Sullivan, Mr. Sullivan, like, hey, Mr. Sullivan, you know, you're being detained. We're waiting for the sh- or for a um, detective to come. I thought it was the FBI, but he walks in and I and he says, um, hey, the head of Wachovia's, it was Wachovia Bank, the head of Wachovia's fraud department said you're running some kind of a scam. He says you got three mortgages on the same house. And I went, was that illegal? And the guy goes, he goes, yeah, you know, he's, I'm not sure. And I remember thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm walking out of here. Mm-hmm. And so to wrap it up so that, you know, to get through this. So basically over the next 10 minutes, we talked to the head of Wachovia's fraud department and I convinced the investigator it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline that the bank has made a mistake, that I could, didn't do anything wrong. The bank's loan officers may have done something wrong. And so we go back and forth, back and forth. And, and listen, the guy from Wachovia 100% knows what's going on, but he can't seem to convince this guy because I'm running inter- interference. Yeah. And finally, at one point, he says, well, this is really what I think he messed up. At one point, you know, we're going back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, well, no, I, that's not what happened. This is what happened. And oh, I, no, 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 that's not. Why would I do that? And so we're going back and forth. And finally, he says, the guy from Wachovia goes, listen, he needs to be arrested. He's running a scam. He's using a fake ID. Look at his ID. His ID starts with zero, zero, zero. South Carolina, their IDs start with zero, zero, zero. 
I had gone into the South Carolina DMV and gotten a real driver's license in the name of Gary Sullivan's name. So the detective says, and, and he says, no, no. He said, our, our ID start with zero, zero, zero. And I, and I remember I lean into him and I go, I said, oh, come on, bro. Now I'm not Gary Sullivan. I go, what are we doing here? And he goes, I know, Gary, I know. And he and literally, you got him then. I mean, like right then I was like, oh yeah, like this guy, now he clearly knows it's a real ID and this guy's saying it's fake and he knows it's real. So right. he didn't believe anything this guy said. Like right. everything, all the credibility he'd built up it's just gone. got thrown out the window. Yeah. And I was like, come on, man, what, you know? So he's like, okay, Gary. Um, he ends up hanging up on Wachovia. He says, look, I'm gonna have this guy come downtown, fill out a police report. And, um, and then I'll talk to the district attorney, but I don't even know what to charge him with. Yeah. So you need to fill out, you guys need to fill out a police report and you know, an official complaint. And he said, we'll see where, what happens from there. So I end up go- leaving and following him back to the police. You know, I wasn't going to do the whole, cause I didn't do the whole setup of the uh, prostitute thing. So like the guy that I had stolen his ID had been arrested multiple times for mm. male prostitution oh, yeah. in Las Vegas. So he had run my stuff and he actually thought, so everybody there thought years earlier I'd been arrested for for um, prostitution, you know, prostitution yeah. in Las Vegas. I hadn't, but the, the, the but, homeless yeah. guy had. Yeah. So anyway, I follow them back to the police station, fill out a police report, and um, he releases me. Like I get in my car and I leave. I then go to... I then go back to Charlotte, North Carolina, pack up my stuff, drive to Houston where I, I was dating this chick. She'd already relocated. Go there, get into an argument with her, empty the truck of all my IDs, everything. I have nothing on me except for an ID that I'm sure they're looking for by now. Um, and I drive all the way back to Charlotte because I get into an argument with her and I'm just like, okay, we're done. Drive back to Charlotte. On the way back to Charlotte, I call the secret, I call the FBI agent, try and talk about turning myself in, but she's lies to me a bunch of times. So then I go back to Charlotte. When I go back to Charlotte, um, I get my car. I go into a Starbucks and I almost get caught in the Starbucks from the US, from the US Marshals. I then go to Nashville, Tennessee. I borrow $3.5 million and I'm there for about a year and a half. So I was on the run for about three years. And then I was there and um, I ended up getting caught there because Dateline NBC News was about to come out. I was leaving. I was cashing out a bunch of, a bunch of uh, cash out of different, um, different banks. I was pulling money out, right? Because this was before like Bitcoin and all that stuff. Like, you, you know, there was just like the, the only way to get cash out in 2006 is you go in the bank and you ask for cash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was pulling out cash out of multiple accounts and um, my, we were asking people to cash checks for us. The girlfriend I was, the girl I was dating at the time, asked a friend of hers to pull out cash. That sparked a conversation. She told her who I was, and she called the Secret Service. And the Secret Service watched my house for a couple of days, and then then they arrested me. Like that's the re- that's the short version. Like yeah. obviously, I left out a ton of stuff. Yeah. But they end up arresting me. I end up getting uh, twenty six years in prison. I go to prison, I get my sentence reduced twice, I end up doing 13 years. I was in the halfway house four years ago. I called Danny to see about starting a true crime podcast because everybody said I should start a podcast because I wrote a bunch of stories when I was locked up, true crime stories. Danny used that to get me on the show and then never helped me. 
Um, and so I do this podcast. Like I just gotten out of the halfway house. I've been out a few months. And he says, I don't even think you were officially out yet. No, we talked. I was in the halfway house. <clears throat> yeah. But when I got out, it was like a, it was like in October. I got out in like July. Mm-hmm. You called me in October. You said, "Listen, man." I remember the day you came in. It was a guy, another podcast canceled. Yeah. And I was right. like, "Can you come in today?" Yeah. That's what because that's what you said. You called me that day. You was like, "Listen," like you hadn't put anything up. I think in a week or two, and you yeah. said, "I the guy canceled or he rescheduled." Yeah, and he yeah. couldn't come in. And he was like, "He's like." Because I had called up multiple times and asked him questions about how does YouTube work? Mm-hmm. You know, when I got locked up, there was no YouTube. Yeah. So I'm like, how does YouTube work? I don't understand. How, how do you make money? Well, what kind of cameras do you need? Well, you know, I'm asking him these questions. And so when Danny called me, he said, listen, somebody canceled. I need you to come in and do a podcast like today. I answered all your questions. Like <laughs> you've, been, <laughs> you've been annoying me for mm-hmm. two or three months now. You said you'd come in and I need somebody to come. I was like, he did answer all my questions. <laughs> <laughs> I conned the con man of to the stars. Yeah, but I remember I looked at the thing, and I don't know what any of these numbers mean. But I remember, like whatever it was that I saw, like it was like a video, like, I, and I don't know how to do it, right? Like I don't know how to do most popular, most this. So I looked at a few videos, and like you know, they had like fifteen thousand, twenty thousand, and I remember thinking, oh, I don't think it, because I remember thinking. Like videos got millions. Like that's a viral video. It got mm-hmm. millions. And yeah. I was like, there's like 15,000, 20,000. And I went, nobody even watches this guy's show. <laughs> I'll go on his show because I was kind of nervous. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go do it and see what happens. Good little starter. Right. I come here. It ends up getting, you know, fucking 1.5 million <laughs> yep. views and it's Blew blowing up. up. In a month. Yeah. And then, and then people start reaching out to me saying, hey, we'd like you to come. You know, we're having a, a lunch or we're having a convention. We'd like you to have lunch with a small group of investors just to tell your story. Yeah, on a little obscure island in the Virgin Islands. Yeah, no, it's Puerto Rico. <laughs> in Puerto Rico, yeah. Little St. Um, James. And and so I fly out and they pay me like 1800 bucks and they flew me out, flew me out. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is insane. These guys are going to pay me to come talk to them. And then- Life is like, good. Right. And now, and then it becomes- Hey, we've got a mortgage convention. Can you come talk to us? You know, and I'm like, um, sure. How many people will be there? Like, yeah. Um, and then they, you know, we arrange for whatever it is, three thousand, four thousand, however much to fly out, tell my story over the course of forty five minutes, answer some questions for fifteen or twenty minutes, get on a plane, fly back. Nice. So and then that's evolved. I've been doing that, like I'm trying to do more and more of that. So if anybody's out there. I speak at mortgage conventions. Um, what, what do you call? It? Oh, um, cyber conventions, whatever. And how long did it take for um, the Home Title Lock to reach out to you and make you like the face of their brand? You know who got Home Title Lock was um, was Tyler. Really? No yeah, shit. I didn't like. I literally remember I used to get up early on like a Saturday, and they were always playing on Saturdays. They play the infomercial, mm-hmm. and I would go watch those commercials, and I'd sit there and watch them. And you know, they'd have a lawyer, they'd have a an FBI agent, they'd have it. A, they'd have uh, some victims. They'd ha- and then they'd have some guy in a hoodie that you couldn't see his face mm-hmm. and his his voice is muffled. And I remember thinking, you're showing everybody except for the for the the fraudster. And I thought, you guys make it seem like you're doing it like cinematically, like yeah. like on purpose. But the truth is, you guys can't find anybody to talk about this. You know, like like guys like me don't come out and start talking. They come out and try and r- 
kind of try and reacclimate themselves or yeah. blend back into society and don't talk about it. And I remember thinking those guys, they need, I need to be doing those commercials, but I forgot about it. So years later, my booking agent contacts me and says, Tyler, hey, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. He calls me and says, listen, have you ever thought of, you ever heard of home title lock? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, well it's amazing. everybody loves it. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be perfect for this. He's like, you'd be perfect for it. And he said, uh, and I said, ah, that's what I think. And I told him, yeah, I used to watch the commercials. And he goes, you mind if I reach out and try and talk to them? I was like, sure. Listen, an hour later, I get an email from these people saying, hey, we'd love to talk to you. When can we arrange a meeting? Next day, I talk to him on the phone. Um, give me a couple of days. I tell her my story. She looks at the the um, podcast, mm -hmm. uh, Danny's podcast, which is like, a, at this point, it's, you know, 1.4, 1.5, 1. it's climbing. Mm -hmm. And she says, we'd love for you to fly you out to Oklahoma and shoot some commercials. And like a week later, no, like a month or two later, I'm on a plane flying to Oklahoma. Then they pay me to do all these spots. And then... Listen, that's not like like it. It just how many years ago? How many show, years ago was that? Was that three years ago? Yeah. Four years ago? You know what's funny? That's crazy. Here's what's funny. People will say, people will be like, "Man, what Danny pay you for that?" And I'm like, "Nothing." They're like, oh, that "Cheap mother. He didn't pay you nothing. <laughs> he didn't give you nothing." And I'd be like, "No, no." Uh, they've been, "Man, what do you even do that for? Are you serious?" Yeah, <laughs> bro, I haven't had a job since. <laughs> yeah, like I got out. People are buying paintings from me. They buy books. I got book sales. I'm getting asked to flow now. I'm getting flown all all over the place. Wine and dine, right? Like people are so n narrow minded that they're like, yeah, they don't want to like. Yeah, they don't, they don't do see anything. all the opportunity. They don't see cash out. right now. Yeah, they don't see it, and I didn't see it. But now I realize, like, like. Yeah. I, I bought you Waffle House the first night. You did. You, and I only only because I complained on the way here because I remember saying, listen, man, listen, I my, my truck barely, man, or my Jeep, remember right. that Jeep? Right. Not that this one's that much better, but at least this one's got I remember that newer. the very first podcast we went to Waffle House afterwards. Yeah. I love Waffle House. I fucking love Waffle House too. It's yeah. one of my favorite places. Yeah. yeah. Now look good at time. you, Matt. Yeah, I'm doing good. Now you've been everywhere. Every big podcast that exists. On value what, you, you went to uh, Valuetainment. Valuetainment, Valuetainment, Underbelly. Oh yeah, you did Software Underbelly. I did um, Vlad. Vlad. Um, uh, I just did. I just did Larry Lawton. Mm. Mm. Wow. Who Larry? Who said? I don't. Um, I don't interview uh, snitches and sex offenders. Mm -hmm. We just. We just had a. We just had an hour and a half uh, interview. He's like, well, you know, you did what you did. What's his problem with <laughs> yeah. snitches and, and uh, rats? Um. I, what's his problem with them? Yeah, probably well, he's a stand-up guy, and yeah. you know, he doesn't like them. That's they're like not, they're the, not okay with sociopathy. I don't even know what that means. Sociopath. Sociopath. Oh, okay. We, but what we mean they're not who's? Well, they're not okay with like a recognizing that their own sociopathic values, like you are. Like you, you, you're a self-admitted narcissist soci sociopath, which is you're okay with. Uh, yeah, you're what, okay with the fact that you ratted people out. But for, you mean you mean Larry Lawton? What's his problem? And his problem. Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, like, what did he say to you? Like, what was his... He didn't. That's what I'm saying. I really expected, like, a confrontation. Mm. I brought I, I brought Jess with me, you know, just in case. He got... Yeah, I needed ease some. it down a little bit. No, I thought she could take him. <laughs> um, and... and <laughs> nice. She probably you know, could. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do well, but <laughs> Jess is tough, so... Nah, bro, you look at you. You're freaking... You're Jack Diesel right this now. This is... Fucking this Jack. Is, this is this brand is all new for shirt. Sure. That shirt just came off the racks at at Nordstrom. That that is a brand Nordstrom new T-shirt. Like Target. Um. So so anyway, we go and we yeah he he I kept waiting for him to I was when we got to that point I thought he was gonna say 
be like, you what? And he was like, yeah, you understand, you know, they already, these people already snitched on you, you're in a bad spot. I was like, that yeah. wasn't what I expected from him at all. <laughs> and he said, hey, I've kind of changed my, I've softened, softened as I've gotten older, kind of changed my Yeah, you probably hear a lot of bit. stories, what, you know. What is, have you ever heard of the prisoner's dilemma? Yes, yes, that's a famous, that he won the Nobel Prize. Uh, what is that? Nash. Can you find out who who came up with that? The prisoner's dilemma. It's yeah. fascinating. I just heard yeah. it like articulated beautifully yeah. in a book I was just reading, and they 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 they, um, they compare it to mutually assured destruction with nuclear bombs. Yeah, it's a uh, Nash. Did oh, that's it. not it. Um, What's who? It? Uh, his last name is Nash. The guy, beautiful mind. Oh, the really? Movie, a beautiful mind. The the guy who that was based on. His last name is Nash. What? He was a mathematician. Oh, you did. Michael studied with his grad students. Wow, nice. that's cool. That's cool. Anyways, so can you explain what that is? Like, what the idea I mean, of it is? It's basically like you have two people who who collaborated in a crime, right? You separate them, right? And you talk to one of them, and you say, "Look, if you don't give me this stuff, if you you have two options, you can a you can give me this information and reduce get yourself off, basically save yourself, right? And you're gonna have to give up this guy, right?" Or this guy's gonna do the same thing to you. Like you present them both the same thing, mm -hmm. and each one thinks that fuck, fuck, fuck. What if I don't give him up? He's probably gonna give me up. Yeah, right. And they're both thinking the same thing. Right. But I think the third. I Can think you zoom a, in on it a little bit? The Prisoner's Dilemma is a game analyzing in game theory. It is a thought experiment that challenges two completely yeah. rational agents to a dilemma. They can cooperate. Two members of a of a the lower lower. Oh, okay, there you go. Two, two. Okay, here's two the, members of a crime. Criminal gang. Yeah, you go ahead and read it. Hell no. I can't. Two members of a criminal gang, A and B, are arrested and imprisoned. Each prisoner is in solitary confinement with no means of communication with their partner. The principal, char the principal charge would lead to a sentence of 10 years in prison. However, the police do not have evidence for the conviction. Their plan is to sentence both to two years in prison on a lesser charge, but offer each prisoner a Faustian bargain. If one of them confesses to the crime of the principal charge betraying the other, they will be pardoned and free to leave while the other must serve the entirety of the sentence instead of just scroll down. Scroll down. Instead of just two years for the lesser charge. Um, this leads to a possible of four different outcomes. Number one. If A and B both remain silent, they will each serve the lesser charge of two years in prison. B. If A betrays B, B wait, wait. If A betrays B but B remains silent, A will be set free and B will serve ten years. Option number three. If A remains silent but B betrays A, A will serve ten years, but B will be set free. Option number four. If A and B both betray each other, they share the sentence and share five years each. Yeah, that was that's very uh, very interesting. So most prisoners, what do they choose out of these four options, Matt? Like ninety ninety five percent. They probably both to save on each other, yeah. right? No, they. Well, the problem is that scenario doesn't necessarily really work in the real world because if I snitch on you, who do you snitch on? They're like, we already got yeah, you. Yeah, they don't even. They don't need you to. They're say not anything. giving you. Both five years, yeah. They right. just need one person to snitch. Right now, you're doing ten. Yeah, I walk away. You do ten. Yeah, I put money on your books. So it's just the first one that snitches, right? But in this scenario where there's two people first. like this, it's usually there's always ninety nine percent of the time somebody snitches. Mm, I, I it's it's like 
it's probably 90, 95%. Here's the problem is that the statistics say that it's like, it's like 87, 88%. But the problem with that is that doesn't mean that they didn't, they didn't, co- the other guys did, that only 88% cooperated. It means that 88% got the cooperation. So you and I both might've cooperated, right? But I get the cooperation and they say, yeah, you did tell on them, but that was three days later. And you're the king too late. It's too late. This guy is going to give you up and you're the bigger fish. So you don't get any cooperation. Mm. You're doing 10 years. He's going free. And, and by the way, almost nobody goes free. Like you're probably still doing two you're years. Still doing two, yeah. Right. right. Which is better than, it's better than five. Ten. It's better than 10. Yeah. Right. And but, you, you were even beyond any of these options because you were aggressively going out and seeking opportunities to rat people out in prisons. People that you had no involvement <laughs> with. Nice. Wow. Nice. Wow. Is that's that actually not true. <laughs> by the way, that's not what happened. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, it, I was just writing stories like this guy. At one point, I'm walking around the compound with him, and he says, "He, he asks you if you could, he could trust you. Yeah, like, <laughs> at just, least you were honest. Keep in mind, I just I love that I had just gotten back from getting seven years off my sentence for cooperation. Yeah, and then I come back a month or so later. I'm walking around the compound with this guy who's also cooperating against some uh, his co-defendants, and he keeps saying he ran a Ponzi scheme. His name was Ron Wilson, and he kept saying." Um, yeah, they're never going to give me any cooperation. I'm like, yeah, these guys are going to arrest these guys. They're going to indict them. They're going to plead guilty. You're going to be fine. They're going to reduce your sentence. Nah, you don't understand. I was like, well, what are you talking about? And he goes, uh, they think I hid Ponzi scheme money. And I'm like, well, they'd have to find the Ponzi scheme money. And you didn't. I said, did you? And he's like, no. And I go, well, right. So you didn't hide it. They'd have to find it, prove that you were lying in order to not give you something. And he said, no, no, they're going to fuck me out of the cooperation. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, that's not possible. And if it is, then we'll hire, we'll get this. There was a guy, Frank Amadeo. Frank will. Mask, that was just a hair. Oh, sorry. Frank will. Frank will get you. Yeah, Frank will, redu- will, will get them, force the government to reduce your sentence. So that goes on. And then let's say, like, let's say two weeks later, um, comes up again. And then. A month later, it comes up again. I go, you know, you keep saying this. Like, they would have to find the money. Mm-hmm. And I said, there's no money, so that's not going to happen. And he sat there, and we were walking, and he goes, can I trust you? And I went, probably not. And he goes, <laughs> I did hide some money. I gave, you know, my uh, my my wife, I gave her, it was like 150000 He's like, but the problem is she found out since then, she found out he was having an affair and she, we're getting a divorce. She hates my guts. My fear is she's going to turn the money in just so I don't get any time off my sentence. And he said, and my brother's got like 30 grand. I was like, okay, like it's not even like 200,000. It's like less than 200,000. And I didn't like he one, it fell on my lap. And I didn't do anything right away. That's what I always, listen, I almost feel bad about that. I always feel like, you're an idiot. You should have immediately gone to the phones. But I didn't because I you thought- you Matt running to the phone yeah, right like, after like, that. Right like, there, like, <sighs> like in the middle, he just says it. Frank. I go, and I go, what? And then I just start running, yeah. doing like the windmill all the way to the phone. <laughs> Frank, meet me at the phone. <laughs> but, but what happened was I remember thinking, the government didn't want to reduce my sentence the first time when they promised to. So like they're not like first of all they're not going to 
they're not going to do anything for this. This is a couple hundred thousand dollars. Mm. And that's if they go there and these people admit it. And I doubt they will. So I was like, well, listen, they're not going to say anything. Don't worry about it. And so we have the conversation. No big deal. Like a month later, my lawyer was supposed to send me my transcripts from when I'd been resentenced. She never did. So I call her. Hey, what's up? I said, you never sent the transcripts. He's like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I'll do it. And whatever. Okay, fine. You got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, right. So we, we're talking. So I said, okay, okay, that's cool. Well, please, you know, please don't forget. She said, no, no, I will. I, I'm going to send them. I'm going to go on right now. Okay. And, and so we're talking. And she goes, um, and she says, so what's what's going on? And I go, well, what do you, what do you mean? She says, what's happening in there? Anything happening? And I thought, like this this chick, this woman never wanted to talk to me. Yeah. When she was representing me, she didn't want to talk to me. She damn sure doesn't now. She her her job done. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, anything happening? And I went, no, like, and I went, well, you know, something weird happened the other day. Listen to this. And she goes, what's the guy's name? I told her what happened. She goes, what's his name? I go, Ron Wilson. She looks him up. Ron Wilson. She goes, oh wow, this is a big deal. There's a lot of articles. Oh, this is a bad guy. <laughs> he got like nine hundred. He's got like nine hundred victims. Like he stole from churches and stuff. And she's going on and on. Like, I don't know. I've never ordered anything on the guy. And she's like, oh, wow. She's like, yeah, yeah. She goes, let me make a call, a couple calls. And I was like, okay. Like, she never really wanted to yeah, help. just chatted you up. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I, I hang up the phone. I don't even think about it again. A week later, a correctional officer comes up to me and he goes, hey, Cox. And I go, yeah, what's up? He goes, next move, you got to go to SIS. Now, SIS is internal security, Right. Like they're the special investigative services and they investigate like the other cops. They investigate, they do like investigations against like people bringing in drugs, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, um, okay. Or if you're cooperating like against other inmates, we'll cooperate against each other or whatever the case may be, you know, cell phones, like, Hey, that guy's got a cell phone. They snitch yeah. on him, whatever. And I was like, um, okay. So I go to SIS. And like, everybody knows that that's, that's what yeah, you, place you're is going all about. To, but here's the thing. I was writing people's stories. Uh, so SIS called me every once in a while, maybe every month or so. They go, Cox, go to SIS. I'd be like, okay. So I go to SIS. I'd walk, go, what's up? And they go, hold on, Cox, look, we got a Freedom of Information Act. You ordered on this guy. And they'd be like, here, this guy, John Boziak. Like, what's going on? You're not allowed to have his stuff. I'm like, no, 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 I'm allowed to have that's. And then I'd explain, I'm writing a story on that guy. You got to give me that, that, that I need that. I need that. And mm -hmm. they'd be, they'd go, well, what's the story? Cause I'd had some guys in Rolling Stone magazine and you know, I'd been in some magazines. They knew I was writing stories. They knew I had a book deal. So they're like, well, what's the story? And I tell them the story and they go, okay, here, you can have it. So I go there thinking they, they just caught something in the mail, open the door. They go, go sit, go stand in that room. I'm like, okay. I walk in. I, I walk in the room. There's a fat CO there. And he goes, sit down. I'm like, okay. Dials the phone. This is how they talk to you. Sit down. All right. They dial the phone. Yeah. Yeah, I got him right here. All right. Hold on. Here. Talk to this guy. I'm like, okay. Like, he didn't tell me shit. Yeah. You're like, what the I'm fuck's like, going on? Guy goes, this is agent, you know, whatever. I remember his last name was Griffin. This is Tom. I think it's Tom Griffin. He goes, this is Tom Griffin with the uh, Secret Service. I understand that you know where uh, Ron Wilson hid some Ponzi scheme money. I'm like, whoa. Oh, shit. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I need something in writing. I need, um, he's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'll get you something in writing. Well, what, what do you have? I said, no, 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 no. Like, yeah, you guys have all nice fucked one. me multiple times. And I was like, no, no, I need something in writing. I need, and I so I explain it to him. I need something in writing from the U.S. attorney. And, and I said, listen, it's not millions. He goes, well, how much is that? He goes, not millions. 
He has a half a million. I go, it's not millions. Okay. It's a few hundred thousand dollars, but I do know where that, where it is. And the people, uh, Wilson seems to think that they're going to give it up if you even ask for it. And he goes, okay, I'll get you. I'll get you something. So we end up emailing each other. He gets me something from the U S attorney's office, um, saying that they will reduce my sentence. If there are arrests or if there's an indictment arrests, um, or a significant amount of money is recovered. You know, who that's pretty, all that's yeah, pretty subjective. Whatever that's supposed to be. Right. So I explained, this is what he told me. They turn around, they request interviews from both of those people, from the, the wife, who at that point, they're, they're getting, I don't know if they were divorced yet, but they were getting divorced. And his brother, his wife comes in and turns over, remember he said 150000 in cash. She comes in and turns over $350,000. Mm. The brother comes in the next day and walks in and turns in uh, one hundred and fifty. So it's half a million dollars. And some of it's like silver, um, you know, ingots. And, you know, because mm-hmm. he was a silver, it was a precious metals dealer. Mm-hmm. So she's got fucking gold coins. She's got. Yeah. So it's mostly cash, but there's also probably 100000 between the two of them in gold and silver and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's a half a million dollars. And. <laughs> Listen, like. A couple weeks later, Wilson comes to me and he goes, they indicted me. I'm like, no, they indicted you? He's like, yeah, that's crazy. What happened for what? My wife, they called my wife and my brother. (gasps) How did they know? I don't know. Like, that's crazy. And he's like, yeah, I've been indicted. And I'm like, okay. And so they put him on a bus, bring him back to South Carolina. He pleads guilty because he's done. And he gets six months added onto his sentence. His ex-wife gets like six months probation and the brother gets like six months probation and like, I think the wife got a hundred community service hours. Like neither one of them became felons. Mm-hmm. It was, their sentence was under a year. So you're in the federal system, if it's over a year, you're a felon. Mm-hmm. If it's under, you're not. So both their sentences were under, they're both, um, and it was for um, obstruction of justice. They were charged with obstruction of justice. So was Wilson. Wilson got six months. He already had 19 and a half years. Now he's got 20. Turn around, go to the U.S. attorney. Hey, you said you'd reduce my sentence. If there was a substantial amount of money recovered, arrests or indictments, there was all of those. And they said, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not really enough. But first they said, they said, we don't really, we don't know. What are you talking, what's he talking about? We don't even know what Cox is talking about. So I had to wow. file a motion with the court. Well, Frank Amadeus filed a motion with the court, 2255. They said, we don't even know what he's talking about, Your Honor. We sent him a copy of the letter. The judge says, eh, I wanna, we, we're going to need an evidentiary hearing or something like that. And, you know, you guys are going to, we're going to have to figure this out. And so they immediately come back and they say, look, we'll reduce your sentence. We'll give you, I forget what it was, one level off. We argue we end up with three levels off, which was five more years. Six months later, I get five years knocked off my sentence. And he and gets six months added. He got six months added, but then COVID happened and he got released. He's home now. Oh, really? He's hmm. been home since COVID. He's been home for a couple of years. Where's he live? South Carolina. He'd be a great guest. We got yeah. Listen, let, let me, let me tell you something. Hey, didn't he, didn't like uh, something happen? Somebody said he like thanked you or something later on. Wait, this is what's so funny. So I've heard two things. The, I, that story's true, but then I'll tell you something, another one too, which is the opposite. So what happened is um, probably, whatever, five, four or five months after he was sentenced, 
I'm standing there waiting for count, right? I'm standing at my cell. Okay. And, you know, the, 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 you've seen prison shows, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, they're just, just door after door. You know, well, yeah. we don't have doors. This was at a low. So there's just, it's just an open, oh, kind of an Dorm. open bay. But they have, you have like, you're like at a cubicle, but it's concrete mm-hmm. block. So you're standing there waiting for the cop to walk by and count. And you're standing there. And this new guy had just gotten there. Black guy. He's still wearing his, he's still wearing his, uh, um, the bus clothes they ship you in. And he's standing there and I'm standing there. And he looks up at me and goes, hey, there's not a lot of white guys in prison. So if you ask like, hey, you know where Danny, you know, you know, you know where Danny is? Like mm-hmm. there's a good chance the white guy's like, yeah, yeah there's like four Dan- white Dannys. Yeah. So he goes, hey. And I go, yeah, what's up? And he goes, he goes, uh, you know a guy named Cox? <laughs> and I went, yeah. W- what do you need? And he goes, I got a message from, uh, f- from uh, Ron Wilson. <laughs> and I looked at him and I went, huh. And I'm thinking, this is going to be a problem. Yeah, this is where the movie goes bad. <laughs> yeah, this is where I get stabbed. Like, I'm already looking at his hands. I'm like, okay. And I went, yeah, I said, I'm Matt Cox. He goes, get the fuck out of here. I said, I'm Matt Cox. I said, what's up? And he goes, no, seriously. I, I pull out my ID. And he goes, holy shit. She kind of laughs. He goes, okay. He said, um, yeah, I got a message from him. And I said, what's that? We're still waiting for the count, for the cop. Like, he's counting the other unit. He'll yeah. be here in five minutes or two minutes. Who knows? And he goes... He said he, um, and he looks around, right? Because he realizes what we're talking about is pretty dicey. Mm-hmm. And he kind of looks around and he goes, he, want, he, he said, I was locked up in South Carolina with him. And I went, okay. He said he, want, he, goes, he wanted, he told me, he goes, because he knew I was coming to Coleman, to the low. And he said to look you up. And he told me to tell you that um, he understands what you did. He's not angry. He hopes you get as much time off as you can. Now, by this point, I'd already got my time off. And he goes, hopes you get as much time off as you can. And he wanted to let you know he's at peace. He's found Jesus. And I went, now he, might, he was a religious kind of, kind of a religious guy anyway. And I went, okay. I said, all right. And he goes, yeah. And I said, is this going to be an issue? Like, am I going to hear that you're telling everybody this? And he goes, nah. He said, let me put it this way. He said, bro, he said, I'm going to, he said, he said something like, I, he goes, I just got, you know, six years or something. He said, but I, fit, he goes, but I plan on being out of here in a few months <laughs> like that. He's, and I said, ah, and he goes, right. he goes, that's between you and me. I said, absolutely. He said, but I, Wilson told me about you and the whole thing. He's like, I got gotcha. you. I understand. I said, all right. That guy was gone two months later. Yeah. Two months later. And wow. I would see him like, come. we'd walk by each other. He'd look up. He'd go, what's up? I go, what's up? One day, boom, he's on the pack out gone. So. So you know that, how he how he got out? Well, no, he had snitched on a bunch of people. He'd yeah. already testified at several trials. Okay. He was just waiting for those people to get sentenced, and mm-hmm. then then to reduce. He's it. out. He's gone. Mm. Yeah. So what's funny is, so that's what I had always heard that Wilson didn't have an issue. That right? You're all like. So then, what happened was, I'd say, oh, never mind. Then I did an interview with a guy that I was locked up with. This guy named Chris Marrero. He's like a sovereign citizen. And we're doing an interview. Was Maybe it was before the interview. And Chris had been moved to, I don't know if it was, but no, it was Yazoo. Yazoo or Butner, I forget. But he had been moved and he was locked up with Wilson. I said, hey, I said, you were locked up with Wilson? And he goes, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he told me. He told me about you, about what happened. I said, ah, you know, it is what it is. And I'm laughing about it. He said, boy, he hates you. 
And I go, really? I said, I told him what had happened. And he said, he goes, well, I mean, maybe that's true. He said, but when I mentioned you, I said, hey, you know, what's up? I said, um, I asked him if he was still in communication with you. And he goes, and, and he said, what did he say? Um, that piece of shit motherfucker or something like that. Like, like he really, he was, oh, really just, you know, uh, that he snitched me out. And I'm, which always kills me. He was in the middle of snitching out two guys on his case. Yeah. Like you were in the middle of snitching. <laughs> so you snitched, but didn't you snitch? Fuck you. Was, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? You just had a bad day. Right. Oh man. So he, that's what Chris told me. Oh yeah. He hates your guts. Like, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, well that's completely at odds with what the black guy told me. Mm. Um, well, we need to get to the bottom what of What do you, how do you talk to people who are like extremely uncomfortable with you admitting to be a, being a snitch? Like that guy, that one guy you did a podcast with, like when they get really upset about you being a snitch and Who's start the, oh, sweating. Wait, wait uh, what was the Herc. Um, Big Herc. Big Herc, Big Herc. Yeah, yeah, like what is your, how do you, how do you rationalize it to them? Um, I mean, I rationalize it because they, here, here's the problem with those guys. Those guys always turn around and say that, well, uh, the code of the street, like, and that's where it just right then it's like, stop it. Like they're trying to say, hey, there's a moral code among inmate or among prisoners or criminals that say mm-hmm. you don't cooperate against other criminals. But the truth is, if you're a criminal, you don't really have a moral code. If you were a moral person or a code of ethics, like you would be working two jobs to pay your bills and not robbing banks. Mm-hmm. So for you to sit there and say, hey, I'm a moral person, I'm a, I have a code. Yeah, but there's a difference between like fucking over a friend or a fellow human being versus just not obeying the laws that are put into place by our country or our government. But who am I, who am I fucking over? Another criminal. You think he wouldn't fuck me over? He's a criminal defined by the government. He's still uh, another, he's still another human being. He's a, could be a friend. Yeah, I, there's a I, difference between like selling drugs and like destroying your friend's life. Do, well, wait a minute. My friend's committing fraud, or my friend is co- selling drugs with me. I'm not randomly saying, "Hey, I'm going to go pick somebody and say this guy who works at Walmart as a cashier and has never done anything wrong." I'm going to say he sells drugs with me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to do that. But if you and I run into a run into a bank together and we run out and I get caught and you take off. And I'm looking at 15 years, and you're not answering my fucking calls anymore. You're fucking done. <laughs> you're done. I mean, you're getting I, the bottom bunk, bud. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. Would, but what if we're both caught? What if we're both in prison and we're in the prisoner's dilemma, and we're both separated? And the, you'd better hope they talk to you before they talk to me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. You know, I know that. I mean, the appropriate thing to say is, you know, I would never. Here's the thing. Do you remember the guy? Oh, that's right. Um, okay, I interviewed a guy the other day that gave up like $11 million in gold to the government to, try, to get out of prison. And they reduced the sentence, they got him out. Now, when we were talking during the interview, he said, you know, they caught me, they got me in the room, they wanted me to snitch, but I was like, I'd rather die. I'd rather die than snitch. And I was like, right, right. He's like, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? I said, no, I don't. I said, bro, I said, I, I'd have fucking told on anybody. You made a mistake there. And he, he kind of like stopped and he went, um, well, so, so I, and he, he didn't, Obviously, he doesn't realize my stance on it. Yeah. So he just kept going and said, you know, they, they asked for this much money back. He gave him that. They wouldn't like, gave him like, whatever. He gave him like three or four million 
in gold. Yeah. They said, no, nah, you got more. Because somebody else was cooperating. Um, and they said, no, nah, you got more. And so he takes them. He finally, he said, after a month or so, I finally went, fuck, man, I, I, I can't do this. So he said, I went and I gave him the rest of the money. I said, okay. And he said, you know, and so then like a couple days later, they let me, they, they gave me a, they gave him a, a minor sentence and he ended up getting out of prison. I'm forgetting exactly what he ended up getting, but it was instead of the 15 or 20 years, he got next to nothing and he got out. So the point is that, so that's what he was saying, right? Like, yeah, you know, this and that, I would never, I would never. And then when it was all over and the, the cameras were off, I looked at him, I said, you know, you fucked up by giving him all that money back and not just cooperating against all those fucking people. Hmm. The same people that are cooperating against you. I said, and he goes, and, and I, you know, I said, I mean, I hear what you say, you'd rather die, you'd die. He said, well, that's how I felt then. He said, but after going to prison and after what happened with all those people and realizing that everybody was cooperating against mm. me, he said, even after I got sentenced, people would get arrested that I didn't tell on and they would cooperate against me. Mm. They try and get me fucked up on something else. He said, um, I just, he said, at that point I realized like, yeah, he said, I, I, I really fucked up. Mm. He said, and I said, you know what? I said, I'll bet you all those people you didn't cooperate against. I'll bet you none of them contacted you. None of them came to visit you. None of them put money on your books. He goes, they don't answer my calls. I said, right. So for a bunch of scumbag piece of shits that wouldn't even talk to you anymore, they expected you to take the whole rap and they run off and I'm left here. It's not like you guys are putting money on my books. You're mm -hmm. helping my mom. You're going by to see how my ex-wife is. You're going by to help you know, with, my, with the kids. No, you're saying you got caught. Go fuck yourself. See ya. The fuck you, and then then if it's every man, so they're saying it's every man for himself. You're right, it is. But watch this, and next thing you know, you start cooperating. They all get knocked off. You get a bunch of time off your sentence. Still got a few million right. in gold. Yeah, exactly. Like that guy could have cooperated and kept the money. And that's mm -hmm. what he says about. I wish I, I, and he said, I wish I'd cooperated and kept the money. But he didn't know that at the time. He was still believing that whole bullshit code. And listen. All of these guys that I talk to say the same thing. And there are guys I know that I'll interview and they'll say, yeah, you know, and they gave me 10 years. And I'm just like, they gave you 10 years? Like the man, you've been arrested four times. You've been in prison four times. You've been, like the mandatory minimum is 20 on that many kilos of meth. How'd you get 20? You know, you got 10. <laughs> but I don't say anything because I know what they want to do. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing Big Herc does. He doesn't question. Some guy says he robbed 10 banks and he got five years. Stop it, bro. <laughs> Stop it. You took people hostage. You did home invasion. You got five years. Yeah. And then they, yeah, my fucking code finished. They snitched on me. They, they Okay. Typically what happens is when it's all over, I realize like, I'm not going to out you. You don't want to fucking say it. That's fine. But when it's all over, I say, bro, come on, man. You got fucking. And they usually go, well, you know, I watch, like, I'm going to tell you, but you don't want anybody to know. Okay. I understand. And then they say. Well, yeah, here's what happened. Listen, half the fucking stories that I've written, either they admit to, to it, and the ones that won't admit it, I know the truth. Like, I got all your paperwork in. Mm -hmm. You're walking around saying you're a solid guy, and it's like, but you had a 20-year mandatory minimum. You got 10 years. What's I read your sentencing transcripts. What's that about? What's up with the 5K1? <laughs> They're like, hey, 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 hey. Where'd you get that? Yeah. Don't say 5K1. That's a sentence reduction. Like, don't say 5K1. I'm 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 walking around the compound telling everybody they're snitches. You know, and, and then, then I'm a stand-up guy. Like, it's like you're not even man enough to just fucking to even admit to it. Mm. So one, you cooperated. Now you won't even say it. 
Yeah. Now you're telling everybody else, oh, you, that dude over there, yeah, I think he fucking snitched. You snitched. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Like, just, yeah. be, just be quiet. That's what that guy John A. Light said when he was in here, and he, he was in some sort of Rico case. Mm-hmm. Right. And he said that there was, like, an endless laundry list of mob guys that snitched on him to get out. Yeah. Which fucked him. Well, listen, the... And they were they were all guys that were, like, high-level mafia dudes. Of course, of course. And those are the guys that are most outspoken about, like... Snitching. Yeah, snitches. Don't, don't, get snit stitches or yeah. f- they get fucking buried in the right. desert. You know, and this is the other thing about that is like, if you're a high rent, like these are guys that it could be dangerous to, to tell on each other. Like these, these are white collar guys. Mm-hmm. They're not hurting anybody. They're not going to like, aren't you worried? Am I worried about the banker? The banker, he's going to come and, and do a hit on me because he got five years or he got six extra months. Right. He's a fucking banker. He fills out paperwork. He's harmless. It'd be different if these were murderers or gangsters or you know mm-hmm. monsters that are shooting, well, then you could be like, yeah, they might hurt my family. That's another thing. Like, that always kills me too. Like, well, I don't want to say anything. They might kill my. They might kill my family. Like, gee, like these are the people you're protecting. People that you're worried they might kill your family. These are good guys. These are scumbags. I cut anybody's fucking throat to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Clip that straight up. <laughs> I love it. Do me a favor. Look at me and then look directly at that camera and say, I'd cut anybody's throat to get out of prison. I'd cut anybody's throat to get out of prison. <laughs> That's a good one. That's it. That's fucking it. great. There, there's a, yeah, what your TikToks got. I noticed that several of my clips have millions. Oh, of yeah. Hits. I just, we just posted one a couple of days ago that has like, I just looked, I just noticed today it has 5 million views. Not a TikTok, it's a YouTube short. A it has YouTube 5 short. million views in like a week. Yeah. That's, how many subscribers do you have now? Uh, I don't know. It's like almost, there's like 600 and something, 600 and change on the main channel. And then it's like 300,000. Nice. I, I have 300 on the Clips mm, channel. That's insane. I have, I have 77,000 subscribers. Not that I'm complaining, but it's not 600,000. Like, that's insane. And yeah, I, I have these people that clip my stuff and put them up and they got like 3 million hits, 5 million, 7 million, 4 million. Mm-hmm. It's like... What is going on? They're doing more views on their clips than you are. I got guys, entire channels. I mean, you know, four, five, six thousand. You know, they just started a channel, ran a couple of, interviewed me, ran a couple of clips, and they got five thousand. That all all helps, though. That all helps you. It doesn't, I mean, maybe not directly, but it definitely helps. Not right now. I don't know if you've picked this up, but I'm not really a big fan of helping other people (laughs) because it benefits me. You know? I don't know anybody out there helping me, going out of their way. Let me do this to help. Actually, that's not true. There's this guy this Canadian guy that started my my TikTok account got taken down mm. and he started a TikTok account for me five months ago maybe and it's got it's got um, it's got over 100,000 follow, 100, followers in like five months nice yeah but then he got busy and can't do it anymore so I had to get somebody else and he did wow. that for free really just cut him up and said look man he said can I start doing I'd like to do this for you. I'm like, why? I can't pay you. And he was like, no, no, I just want to do it. I just think I can, I think I can run up your numbers. That's great. Yeah. Nice. You, got, you got people that like you. You got people that follow you. They're hardcore fans. They believe mm-hmm. in what you're doing and they connect with you because you're a great storyteller. That, that's, see, they believe in what you're doing. What am I doing? You're telling stories. You're talking to people, interviewing people. You're spreading the word. You're doing I get these guys that send me things saying you're inspirational. What, what are you talking about? I've never said anything inspirational in my life. Like I'm not making an attempt to be inspirational. Title lock. Uh, <laughs> 
I don't understand. You're inspirational because of your incredible physique, Matt Cox. I want to know the secret behind what is your what is your workout routine? What are you eating? I mean, test, too much. D-ball. The basics, test, D-ball. <laughs> he just goes on them. Dude, it's fucking insane. It's so, it's so, so what do you want? What what kind of, what's your uh, protocol mm-hmm. right now? What do you, are you waking up at 5 a.m. every day and hitting the iron or what? No, I wake up at, I wake up about 3. This 3? Morning. This morning I woke up at like 3.30. You're like Jocko. <laughs> You're like the Jocko of true crime. So I wake up and I write for, you know, I write for a couple hours, two, three hours, and then um then jess gets up she from wants, three to six um yeah well usually probably from let's say three to five because around five jess comes down the stairs and makes coffee um and she'll make me a cup of coffee and then she'll sit there and we'll talk for a little bit a little on and off she plays on facebook and we kind of talk and then she goes up and she gets her daughter up and then by six yeah by six o'clock we um we walk out the door and we go to the gym what do you write about when you wake up? Um, I mean, I'm still like, just, just you, start writing, or do you like pick things? No, no, no. I'm 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 working on like I'm, I'm working on three different stories right now. Mm-hmm. So one of them is consolidating that one story, mm-hmm. and one of and, and I don't always do that. Like I, I, I sometimes I'll write like somebody will pay me to do like a press release, and I'll write a press release, or they'll ask me to write a story, like a ghost write a story, you know. So I'll ghost write a story for somebody. Um, and then they pay me and then so it's not always you know it's not or sometimes i'll wake up like it's i'd say three days out of the week maybe four days out of the week i'm at, well, probably four days out of the week i'm writing so maybe the other two or three days like i might come downstairs and and do something regarding painting or or fill out bills or answer emails or sometimes i'll just grab my phone and start answering comments like a bu- i'll answer like 40 comments 50 comments and you know and then but usually because here's the thing i'm i'm working with my buddy pete right in prison Rossini. right and he does research and then he sends it to me and then i pull it off the email put it into um a word document and then i consolidate it because he'll send me he'll send me like a thousand words that really honestly i need like 150 200 what is he researching he's researching that that listen that same story i started um the same time of the pandemic and then we just kind of stopped working on it and then we started working on it, it was the chinese it's the Chinese story about um, that that where these the um, what do you call it the uh, the Chinese triad in in California they started hitting this is back in the ni- early nineties they started robbing um, computer chip manufacturing plants in the United States throughout the United States like they did by probably maybe twenty twenty five to thirty different warehouses um, sorry manufacturing plants they'd go in. They'd zip tie 15 employees at two o'clock in the morning. They'd load up 10,000 Intel processing chips into a couple of vans and then they'd drive off and then they'd go sell them for, you know, maybe it's $10 million worth of chips. They'd sell them for like $6 million. The Chinese would ship them back to China, put them into computers and then ship them back to the United States. Like the whole Chinese startup of building their whole tech industry was built on stealing computer chips mm. in the United States and shipping them back to China to then ship them back to sell them to the nice. United When was this? Back in the, it was late 80s, early 90s. Wow. Listen, it was so bad that that Bill Clinton ended up making a, a presidential, what do they call it? Not a presidential order, what do they call it? You know, they do a- um, Can you pull up something on this? press? Where he signed, the, yeah, uh, you know, they 
they sign into law? Because if it's national security, then they can just sign. It's a presidential, I want to say decree, I'm saying it wrong. Anyway, he signs it where he says, listen, it was so bad, he says, from now on, all computer chip manufacturers have to have armed guards because they were getting robbed left and right. Damn. And so then they, then these guys turn around, they start hitting the trucks. So now they wait for them to load up the trucks and then oh they just hit the, the trucks over. Um, and anyway, it's, it's a super cool story. The name of the guy was uh, John Long. But it, I mean, I, whether there's something on it specifically or not, I John don't, Long. Who is John Long? John Long is the the guy that was arranging all of these. Really, this guy's got two life sentences. What? Plus probably 150 years. He's in a pen. He's never getting out. I talked to him on the phone a couple of times. Hardcore How much money gangster. Was he making? I mean, they were making millions and millions. We're, we're talking. We're talking about like a 25 year old kid, 25, six, 26 year old. And kid. he's getting directly paid by China. Well, I mean, like he's getting paid through intermediaries. Like it's not like Xi Jinping was cutting him a check or you know walking over here. But yeah, so um, I wonder if you put computer chip was it Chinese computer chip heist? When are no? That's 2016. John Long. Look, look, John boom, Long, Clinton. John Long computer chip heist. Well, th- listen, they got they. It was multiple different times that they got arrested. So. Like they didn't all get arrested at the same time. What is the title? Arm robbers of Silicon Valley mm-hmm. striking high tech companies every ten days or so, making off with computer chips and other components worth more than their weight in gold. Yeah. With workers terrorized and losses in millions, the FBI and the San Jose police began an undercover operation eighteen months ago. By today, in the wake of the biggest crackdown on thieves of computer components in the country, dozens of suspected high tech. Brigands were under arrest, caught in a sweeping raid that involved more than 500 police and federal federal officers on Wednesday. Whoa. The operation led to more than 120 arrests, mainly in Silicon Valley, about 45 of them on Wednesday, and the arrest over recent months, the authorities said today. Damn, bro. Hmm. But do we still make computer chips in the U.S.? We don't make them, right? They make them all in Taiwan now. Yeah, but are those no. are the se- no, those are the semiconductors. Those are not the same thing, right? Well, well, I mean, the United States makes. I'm sure they make some of them, but something like 80 percent of all computer chips are made in uh, in Taiwan, and there are chips made in China, but they're low level chips. Like they might be chips that you put in a refrigerator, or right, right, right. Like these are not super sophisticated. What are the ones that are made in Taiwan? Why, where? The, what's the like stuff that goes in your those? goes in your car? They go into mm, computers, yeah, yeah. you know, like your, your computers, your cell phones, like you know. And they'll ship them over to like China, and the Chinese are you know they'll put them into the like they're like they're workers. They're not super sophisticated. That's the problem with where they keep saying like if they invade Taiwan. They're not going to bomb the crap out of Taiwan because they want to invade it because they obviously want right. their they want the at least they want the factories and everything put in place. The problem is even if they get over there, they can't if they kill too many people, they can't necessarily run the factories. So, and you know, they, they don't they don't, want, they don't want to bomb the factories either. Right. They showed they showed some sort of animation of like all these bases in China basically like sending missiles over the over the fucking water and like hitting Taiwan, like some sort of threat simulation that they like post. Right, but that's the problem is like, so you've got to, if you bomb the hell out of them, then you've taken over the island, but I mean, you've destroyed, first of now all. Now it's all fucked up. Well, it's all fucked up. And then, then they've already seen what, what they did in, uh, in Ukraine, right? Like, like Russia invaded C- Ukraine and, and Putin kind of thought, meh, 
they're going to one they're going to invite us in that wasn't true um and two they're the 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 europeans and americans they won't do anything they'll bitch and moan they might put a couple sanctions but they they're not going to really do anything and that's not what happened at all so now china is watching that and china was was thinking to themselves if that goes well we'll invade taiwan cuz we'll get the same treatment mm-hmm. but now they are like okay mm-hmm. if we invade taiwan and these guys put an embargo on us and kind of quarantine us like in 6 months we're starving to death yeah. Like they can't feed themselves. Right. So that's a problem. That's what that guy Zahan says, right? Peter Zane or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen to him. He's 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 good. Smart dude. Yeah. And yeah, he also talks about the the gap in um in um their workforce. There's a huge because of the one China policy. What's that? I'm I'm sorry, one China policy. The one child per family policy. Oh. So there's like for like thirty years or so. 30 to, yeah, thir- I think is it 30 to 40 years? Thir- no, it's about, so, so I, think it's, I think it's almost 40 years. So like 35 years, let's say. China basically, they were concerned that they were growing too fast and they were afraid that like the new generation was gonna like eat them out of existence. Like we're not able to feed ourselves and we've got, everybody's having kids and stuff. So oh. they said you can, every family can have one child. Yeah. So two things happened. One, the bulk of the people that did have children ended up having boys. They're dropping. They're giving away girls. There, you could, you could listen. In the eighties and nineties, um, in two thousand, you could, if you wanted to adopt a a girl, Chinese, a Chinese little Chinese girl, they were, you could get one, because they were giving them up left and right, or they were aborting them, or they were um, like abandoning them. So what happens is the bulk of children are male in China, right? So it's like. A huge like it's like two or two men for every one woman or three men for every one woman so that's a problem and the second problem is that in order to pay for the retirees you have to be able to replenish um, your workforce well they have a huge gap in their workforce so you don't have enough people to fill the jobs and you don't have enough so that means that the economy is going to decline and then those people that are paying in there's not enough money being generated to pay for the retirement of the older generation so there's like this huge gap so now if you and I if I'm married I have to take care of my parents your parents and probably some other parents like how do you how do you how do you yeah, do that it's a, lot. it's a lot to come up with and these jobs aren't being filled because there's not enough people to fill the job, so the economy is going to shrink. Like uh, Peter uh, Zohan or whatever his name is. Zane. Zane? Yeah. He's saying, like, listen, 10 years from now, they're going to be devastated. They're, they're already seeing the effects. 10 years, they'll be devastated. 30 years from now, that whole country's fucking collapsing. And they all know that. It's the same, the same thing's happening in Russia. You know, the United States, we have a slight dip, but not a huge one. Keep in mind too, like in World War II and stuff, like we didn't lose as many people as everybody else did. Mm-hmm. And we came in our we came back, our economy boomed. Other economies didn't boom for, for decades it took mm-hmm. to recover. So if you're broke, you don't have kids. You know? We came back and there was baby boomers. Like people started yeah. getting jobs, the economy boomed, they're having kids. Other around the world, that didn't happen. Mm. So there's this massive and here's the problem is that as that as that workforce isn't there, if you said, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start promoting, like in Japan, they promote you to have children. That's great. 
but those kids will be ready to work in 25 years or 20 years. Right. What do you do? We need them no. now. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. it's only going to get worse. It's a thing too, like the media all of a sudden like turned this whole, they turned the whole narrative like China, 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 that everything's got, everyone's got to be worried about China. There's this spy balloon, this China spy balloon. So they're trying to like the media narrative, everyone left and right, like they, they both united against China. Everyone's united against China right now. Did you see that video on TikTok where they have like 40 or 50 newscasters all saying the same oh my it was like it was literally like they must have emailed all of them at the same time and all they literally they're they don't even rewrite it they they're reading it verbatim Mm -hmm. what the government's telling them to say it it was so air it's like oh no you're not you're not basically just an arm of the federal government michael i'm gonna text this to you but yeah, anyway, so we're like, we're like united against China right now. So right. like the U.S., the bo- both the left and right are both like in line with going after China or like trying to paint China as the bad guy. Yeah. And that's, some people speculate that's because they know that we're going to have to get involved in Taiwan. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you don't want China taking over Taiwan. Like, like China's, they're very outspoken about basically, they're just, they, they want to be the world power. Like the United States is right now. Yeah. They want to be. They want to replace the United States. They want to replace the dollar. They want to replace the United States as being the. Yeah, but here's the thing. Everyone paint like everyone paints all these scary narratives. Like, uh, like they have all these. They're way more technologically advanced than us. They can control our power grids. They can control all this stuff. But they're not. They're not doing anything. I think because I think we are leaps and bounds ahead of China when it comes to any of this stuff. We're leaps and bounds ahead of anybody else in the world. We spent literally a trillion dollars, just south of a trillion dollars last year on the military industrial right. complex. Like that's that's the next nine countries in line. That's more than all of them combined. Right. It's insane. Yeah. It's, and it's if you look ridiculous. at some of like the fucking blue sky research some of these scientists are doing and like these companies like DARPA and like these, the stuff that they're fucking researching and like, look at those drones that are off the fucking coast, bro. Like that, there's, what, what, there's gotta be, there's no, I, I can't fathom that the people that are like in the, the people who are running like the military industrial complex and the people that are in these organizations, like these private military contractors, they're not worried about China. Like the stuff that they're doing and, and, and testing and researching is gotta be Did you see more that? than de- two decades ahead of China. Right, but but I mean, you know, to, to, to sit there and say, oh, well, what do you, you know, we, we do our own independent, you know, I, investigations. You we, we, we look into things. We don't get our marching orders from the federal government. Are you serious? Like that was like like the U.S. government sent out a massive email, right. and then the, like the Twitter files yeah. where they're like, "Oh yeah, listen, we need this post taken down. We need this taken down. We need this done. Uh, we need to suppress this. We need to." And, and then they lied like the whole time they were saying, "This is what you're doing," and they're like, "No, we're not. Mm-hmm. No, we're not." Mm-hmm. Then Elon Musk takes over and says, "Yeah, they are. yeah, you are." And then they're like, "Oh, well, we're not going to talk about that anymore." Right. It's like, you know, hey, we're we're going to raid Trump's office and we're going to get him and we're going to throw him in jail because he's holding these these papers these secret papers and then you find out that biden's got a bunch of them, and then they say yeah okay well let's drop that it's like, also it's what also are you doing it's also so weird that like and just like the government aligns they're all aligned left and right when it comes to war they're lockstep they're they're in full agreement on war like let's, right. let's spend all this money on war let's let's do it we're gonna fucking go invade uh ukraine and then we're gonna go the, fight russia and then we're gonna go help taiwan right and oh if you don't support taiwan who are you you're a racist you're a sexist you're a homophobe well okay so 
so one, there's a whole slew of Republicans that don't want to give Ukraine any money. They're like, we don't need to be involved in it. There are a huge slew of, of Republicans. But here's the problem. I mean, I don't, I don't know their name, but I've seen the, I've seen tapes where they're like, we're giving so much money to them, and it's ridiculous, and we could, we, we have people, homeless people here, and it's mostly Republicans. But mm-hmm. here's the problem: I think feel like they're, and it looks like I'm, I'm extremely conservative, but it's to me, it's like, stop it, bro. You guys know damn well you can't let Putin just start invading countries, and I think they're only doing that because, because Biden's behind it. Like if Trump was in, in the office. You guys would be behind him. You know what I'm saying? There's some people. Yeah, they you know, just want to get votes, right? Right. And I'll bet you the moment if Trump got back into office, I'll bet all of you guys would step in line saying, "Yeah, well, let's send them tanks. Let's." Mm-hmm. Send, what you were saying, you know, and, and then of course the the Democrats that are now saying, "Let's send them this. Let's send them that." Would be like, "No, we need to back off." You know, some of them are so stupid. Well, that also the U.S. isn't helping negotiate a peace deal between them. They're they're actually like not like right. actively not trying to negotiate a peace deal well, because they want to spend more money and then they and then when uh, eventually when the contracts to rebuild Ukraine come in that's going to those are going to be US contracts right, right. well they can't rebuild imagine themselves. if china they, negotiated they could, a peace deal between the ukraine and russia but that would be terrible for, for us first of all putin isn't going to pull back and they're saying we're not going to accept anything unless you pull back like you guys have to pull all your troops back. We get our entire country back and we can negotiate a peace. And so they're they're at odds. They're, neither one of them want to budge. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is, once again, that you've got a problem because Ukraine has so many fewer people, even though Ukraine is killing like it's for every every one Ukrainian that dies. Like th- it's like three Russians die. And you think, man, they're kicking ass. They, they are kicking ass. But if you've got if you have. Let's say, you know, two million troops, and Russia has well. Let, let's say, let's say you have two hundred thousand troops, and Russia has three million troops. Like, yeah, you're kicking ass. You guys are taking out a lot of their guys. Yeah, but it's you're only outnumbered. it's only six hundred thousand. You're only going to be able to take out six hundred thousand before mm-hmm. you're gone, and they still have four or one point four million. And Putin doesn't care about throwing wave after wave of these guys. Because he can't lose because if he loses, like you don't in Russia, you don't typically retire to your dacha in the mountains and, and, and do well. Like the new guy comes in and says, the coffers are empty. They've been robbing the country for the last 20 years. Go arrest this guy. And so now he ends up in prison or he ends up dead. Like he knows like he's only got one choice. I've got to stay in power as long as possible. That's a that's a scary situation. Yeah. And he's probably the richest man in the world. I mean, you know, they probably very close to it. Yeah. Cause they always, cause those guys don't, they don't really tell their wealth. Mm-hmm. So, and he's been robbing, you know, he's been robbing the coffers for mm-hmm. 20, is it 20 years? 30? Is it 30 years? I think it's, has he even in power for 30 years? 20, 20, I think it's been like 20, 25 years, 25 years yeah. at least. Like, I, yeah. I think it's, it's 20, or, 20 or 25 years, right? It was early, early 90s. Yeah, well, the, the wall came down in, in 90, I think, or 89 in, or 90. Yeah, it was 89, and then in 90, and then 91, all the comp- countries basically the, broke apart. Here's the thing about that area. The control of different parts of that area of the world have always been interchanging, like throughout our history, right? Right. And just because Russia, they only really wanted like their Donbass region. region. They didn't really, I don't think they wanted all of Ukraine. Well, well what they want, I don't think, I think they want, he wants all of those uh, Eastern 
um, Soviet, the former Soviet bloc countries. I think he wants them off. But the reason he wants them back, or wants them back, this is what kills me, is everybody says, well, he wants them as a buffer zone because there's so much flat land between like Moscow and and um, and Eastern Europe that you can basically just drive straight to. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could just drive straight there. Like there's no defense. There's no mountain regions or anything. But my problem with that is that is that like so I need I want to invade your country. So it's a buffer zone between us. And like, that's ridiculous. Like, you don't get that's just what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You don't get to invade my country because I'm a buffer zone like that. That's your argument. Yeah. Well, NATO's too close to us. Yes, but NATO is not invading. Well, we feel threatened. What? I'm sorry <laughs> about that. But maybe you feel threatened because you're invading other countries. It doesn't make sense. And you know the, the, all these countries are ridiculous. The same thing with you know Xi Jinping. Like he's, he's well, we insane. do have him surrounded. We literally have him completely right, surrounded with NATO. We have the, launch pads in every single one of those countries. I agree, are, but do you see the United States invading uh, Russia? They're I, not. Why would no, I'm saying if if he just ca- are kept they Russia, creating a reason right now to invade Russia? The, the Russians invaded another country. Like if they invaded that country, if they took Ukraine, they took Ukraine. Do you think that? If in, who took Ukraine? Russia? If Russia took Ukraine, do you think that in, do you think he would stop there? Or do you think in two years he'd, he'd take something else? He would probably take something else. Yeah, I think he'd just, he'd just keep going because that's yeah, what bullies definitely. do. Like, mm, yeah. you know, and Russians really only respect strength. Like, I mean, that's, I, I, that's just the bottom line. They only, same thing with the Chinese, they only respect um, strength. And they think Americans, you know, I, I just... They, I just don't think they have any respect for Americans. They just think we're weak. They don't think we have the stomach for war. It, that's what the Japanese did. We don't. Right. Well, that's well. Sometimes, like, look at the Japanese. I mean, the Japanese in World War II thought, "Look, here's the problem." They were arguing over oil, well, you know, gas and oil. So they were arguing over oil with the United States, and the United States had embargoed them. Japanese came and they were arguing. And they realized they weren't getting anywhere because they had invaded China. So. They thought, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, if we can take out the Pacific fleet from the United States, we, so we're going to go into Hawaii, we're going to Pearl Harbor, take out their entire fleet if we can. They're going to have such a disastrous, um, a, a disastrous uh, defeat in Pearl Harbor, they'll negotiate. That's not what happened at all. No, that, the opposite happened. Right. That's like Osama bin Laden saying, thinking, if I can crash the towers then the united states will pull back they'll get they'll say hey we don't have the stomach for this and pull back but that's not what happens like the united states get they we get nuts and then we overreact like now we're invading two or three countries everybody yeah so i I think that's don't you think it's crazy though that like the politicians and the government will spend trillions of dollars to like to to protect the freedom of other countries but we can't pay Elementary school teachers more than twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, you've got you've got veterans that are sleeping on the streets. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's it's you know you're, you're not like, funding the VA. You don't get to vote on what the tax dollars are spent on. Like we don't get to vote. Like you can take okay every single American, you're going to pay a thousand dollars to fund this war. We don't get to choose any of that shit. Right. They fucking do it. Yeah, I mean you know, I, don't know. I, I think you know the, the problem is I think that if you were if the American public had had the ability to help dictate what money was spent on one it'd be spent probably a lot better but two we probably wouldn't have half the stuff we have because like what well i think like like our infrastructure 
um our like, infrastructure yeah like roads like like there's tons you know roads there's our th- roads and airports are dog shit compared to other countries I even mean, trump said that i i understand that well so did obama obama was like this mm-hmm. is you know, like it's, it's bad what i'm saying is is that you have to say okay there are certain projects that you have to be funded right like we're going to spend whatever you know half a billion dollars to look into building this sub and they look into it and they do all this research and they build it and it doesn't work out and they cancel the policy like they cancel the project and the subs cut up and sold for scrap it's mm-hmm. and people would be going nuts but the truth is those are building blocks like dumping a bunch of money into nasa like spending all this money in nasa why so that we can go to the moon which didn't do really any good other than to say hey look we're better than the soviets at this um so People would say you guys spent like a you know three trillion dollars over the course of five years like that's insane that was back in the 70s like that's that's insane but the, i i kind of feel like those are important programs because you know we got a bunch of stuff out of it it helped inv- advance a, a lot like it helped advance plastics rubbers um it helped advance um you know um what is it we got um opticals we got stuff for cameras for um what do you call it uh um contact lenses you got a computer chip like it it forced them to come up with all of these inventions that they never would have done you know did we lose a bunch of money yeah but the government really shouldn't be in the business of making money sometimes they have to spend money on stupid shit unfortunately and i think that the the public wouldn't understand that you know that's my you know my take out let me keep in mind too the public's knew how much money we were spending on the military they'd be like no this is ridiculous let's just let's just we'll just hunker down mm-hmm. but what happens when they start invading then it's like where's our military well you didn't want to spend any money on the military remember you guys wanted free health care well I mean, we wanted look, to buy these new jets we're spending a trillion <laughs> yeah. we're spending a trillion dollars a year on the military yeah so let's just take a billion and spend it on something in the country like let, let us get a little bit well i'm I, not asking for a lot hey listen you i'm dying for free health care like I hear you, I hear you. But you know, I also like the idea that I'm not really concerned about you know the um, the Chinese invading. You know, I'm not concerned. Well, what do about, you think about if China and Russia are teaming up right now? What do you think? I don't really think they are teaming up because it's working for China's benefit. To f- they're buying cheap cheap fuel, and I also don't really think that China is planning on invading um, Taiwan anytime soon. Like like. They don't have like to get across that straight, right? That the waterway between the two. Bustamante said he thinks that they're going to evade before the new the presidential election. No, like they don't. I don't. I, I don't. I can't. I can't believe that. First of all, that you need specialty. That guy's, a, that guy's a geopolitical I, I, galaxy. I hear, brain, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I'm, that's. I know that's just stupid to go up against Bustamante. But I don't. <laughs> but I'm saying that I was. I've been watching a bunch of videos, and so that makes me an expert. Um, like he probably can call a general or something. They'd be like, "Yes, I have." Um, no, he's ex CIA. Right. I know. I know. I'm the Not one current. that told you you've got to interview this guy. Mm-hmm. Who is he? I don't know. Two weeks later, bro, did you call him? What? Who is this again? Matt. What you, does he want? I don't you know. Literally bugged me to call Bustamante for like six right. months before I called him. Now look at that guy. Then he calls him. Bustamante blows up. He won't return a fucking text from me. Wait till Bro, you see. I love that you said you come on my program. It's like it's, it's. He's working on something big right now. He's about to be worldwide. Insane. Mm. Um, yeah, he's stepping on the backs of little people, climbing the ladder. I get it. <laughs> oh, that, how dare you? Probably won't talk to you. He's not probably going to talk to you in six months. He'll be like Danny Jones. God, that sounds familiar. <laughs>
<laughs> um, but I, I think, look, I, I think to move you that many so, troops. So petty. Uh, I was going to say, like, you, you know, like you need specialty crafts to move that many people to get them on the beaches of Taiwan. Like they don't have. They have those. They don't. They don't yes, have they enough do. of You've seen their new ships. They don't have enough. Listen, as of two weeks ago, I watched a couple of videos where they were like, they, they don't have them. They can build them fairly quickly, but they just don't have enough to move that many people. And they're going to lose a ton of people uh, going across that strait. They're going it, to. It, it would be a bloodbath. And here's the thing. Here's what I heard, too. And I heard this from. Well, what if Russia helps them? Russia can't drive to Kiev. They can't drive there. Like they ran out of they ran out of fuel. They 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 logistically they're they're not capable of even dri- making a drive 150 miles outside their border. They're damn sure not going to go all the way to China and be able to help them. What are they going to help them with? They don't have landing crafts. They got bombs. I mean, yeah, they got some bombs. Do they still even they have any planes. smart bombs left? They got planes. They got some planes. Like look, like we have. Let's say, um, whatever. Let's say. 550 or however many you know f-22 raptors right and we have like f-35s and and so we've got whatever let's say roughly five or six hundred of them like mm-hmm. they have like their 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 version of that i forget the name of it it's really cool looking um they've got like 80 or 100 mm. like that's it that's and remember they keep they kept saying why aren't they using these in ukraine their fear is they're going to get them shot down that they're just not as effective as everybody says. Like nothing about the Russians worked out. All of these things that the United States and everybody was saying how amazing the Russians were and how advanced their military was. Like, look what happened. They bro. got more nukes. Thank God they haven't used a fucking nuke yet. That's if they even take off. Like, who knows? Bro, come on. I, I'm I'm serious. Their trucks are breaking down. Their tires, they don't rotate their tires on their trucks. Half the fucking t- tires were falling off. They couldn't even drive their trucks. Like, this, they're not taking care of anything. They're, they're, right now, they're, they're you doing... Really, you really think that their nukes probably don't work? You think there's a chance that I their, think their, their of nukes Of course, they're 30, 40 years old, 50 years old. This is 30, 40, 50-year-old technology that's been sitting in a silo. Do you think they're keeping... Do you How think do you they're, they, they haven't been doing tests, though? That's what I'm saying. Because they don't even take their trucks and rotate the tires. Like, you're giving money to generals that are underpaid, that are using it to spend it on other things. Putin thinks, oh, we've all of our guys have night goggles and um, uh, and body armor. Like... <laughs> They don't. I understand. No, no, they have to. We gave them money for that. Yeah, they bought some of them. Some of the special troops might have them, you know, but the bulk of these guys are using like walkie talkies from like Radio Shack. I mean, it's, it's you, you know, you've seen that like why they should have crushed Ukraine. Mm-hmm. They should have crushed them. Mm. They didn't. What happened? Your force is 10 times as big. The, the country borders your country. You should have driven straight into the capital and crushed them, and you didn't. Like that's not that's not a solid ally. Mm. <laughs> like that's not. How do they? You know. And as far as missiles, like China doesn't need Russian missiles. China has a whole divi- They have a whole sect- sector of their army just dedicated to missiles. Like we have, like the the army, navy, air force, marines. Yep. They've got another <laughs> one which is just a missile division. Interesting. It's, I mean, it's, and that's like, because they're going to, well, probably bomb the shit out of Taiwan if they can't take it. Really, I mean, they, obviously they can bomb just the beaches and strategically, but I don't know. 
I just don't see them. I don't see them invading because I just think that will there will be a huge embargo on everything Chinese, and the Chinese will be yeah they're massively starving to death in six months to a year. There, you know, the the U.S. is already doing these. They're doing these war game simulations, right? Where like all the people in the military and the government, they like play this game where they all play characters in this like fictional war scenario between uh Taiwan and China where China's invading Taiwan and they like they're basically like creating this science fiction scenario on like what do we do like you people play China you people play Taiwan right. and we're going to play the US okay right. do what you do to invade like and we're going to try to see if we can figure out the right move and see what happens and they're like doing these crazy simulations and and mm. and like, almost and, and that was there was a a, a think tank in uh, Washington DC and this was like three months ago they did all a, a bunch of simulations and they said like Taiwan if Taiwan can survive for three days on their own which is long enough for us to move like battleships and get there to help them if we come to their aid then they can probably they're like an 80% chance that they can stay off an invasion but that's if the United States helps if the United States doesn't help the, then ultimately they fall with I think they said three months I think they said they, they can't last more than was it 60 or 90 days without the United States help? Mm. And with the United States help, there was like an 80% chance. I forget what the chance was, but they had to be able to hold their own for like three days because for us to, you know, you got to load up the ships, you got to get there. You gotta... mm -hmm. Have you ever seen the, there's a graphic where it shows all of the military bases the U.S. owns around the world? Oh, they're everywhere. And you compare it to China, even with the fucking, uh, what's their, um, uh, what's their thing they have, the road, what's it called? Uh, uh, the, the Belt and Belt Road. And Road, yeah, yeah, yeah. The China's Belt and Road Initiative, where they have like all these airports and and uh, factories and all this thing, all these things all around the world. But if you look up the U.S.'s base, it's like ten times yeah. that everywhere. It's insane. Yeah, but I mean that's also part of that, you know, trillion dollars that we're spending to maintain There's all tax that money and pay all of that. And the other thing, I was, how you feel now? The other thing is you got to think like, how far does that trillion dollars go compared to? the CCP spending like they're not paying they're not paying $10 for a light bulb you know they're paying a few cents for a light bulb like you know our money doesn't go as far as theirs so they are spending a lot of money they do have a ton of troops a ton of people mm -hmm. you know? I just saw something recently where our the US Army is having trouble recruiting, recruiting. people yeah who wants to recruit they, like it they made a video I saw this video on YouTube I forget who posted it but it was uh I think it was actually on Fox News posted on YouTube where they the US Army posted a video of like a, a trans, like a guy dressed like a woman, like doing some sort of song and dance, like for the US Army, trying to recruit people, like young people to join, like trans people to join the army. So sad, bro. I was like, well, those aren't the people you want to recruit to no, the those U.S. Are, Army. That should like have that. like Matt Cox like shooting up some tests at the gym, jacking some steel. Mm -hmm. Those that's are the guys like the, you want. I was gonna say that's like the Bud. That's like the Bud Light campaign. Let's yeah, alienate. Yeah, yeah. Let's alienate everybody that dr that drinks our beer. Right. Like, that's like what were you thinking? You know, like. And then her explanation, the the head of marketing, you know. You know, it's been a bratty kind of a, you know, kind of a um, or not sorority, uh, a frat boy, immature humor. Like, these are the people that buy your beer. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Did you see that video of her? No. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, she, their head of marketing was a is a female, and she she yeah, I saw a picture of her came up I with didn't see a video. Yeah, she came up with the campaign, 
and then she was explaining she was doubling down on it when it started going bad saying you know well we needed to be more inclusive the brand is in decline we need to be more inclusive well there's inclusive and then there's alienating mm-hmm. and what you did was you included less than one percent of society and you excluded 100 percent of your of, of the people that currently buy your brand <laughs> right 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 <laughs> like and you insult them and then you go on and insult them they're like fraternity boys immature you know bratty it's like what are you doing? It's your customer. Yeah, that's your customer. Like, don't insult your customer. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a marketing genius, but I'm pretty sure that you don't that's insult a bad move. the people that are buying your brand. I understand you want yeah. more. I get it. I love what Kirill said about it. What did he, you remember what he said in that comment? He's like, beer fucking sucks. It's like drinking bread. Like the, you know, they're they're selling it at like Costco now for like that like a case of beer for like a dollar twenty five or a dollar thirty. Like it's insane. Like, I hate beer. They're desperately trying to and you know they're desperately trying to get rid of that beer now like it's piled up to costco like there's like it's like empty like like Dude. all the other beers are empty like cores and all these other ones like the the shelves are empty with that and and there's a there's all the bud light brands are still there i also heard costco's got the, their own brand of golf balls now oh, yeah, multiple people have, have told Kirkland. me this yeah and they're selling them for like super cheap they've been doing that have they so they ripped off the pro v1x and they had to change their golf ball because it was basically the same exact one really? as the Titleist. So Tyler and it was like a quarter of the price. Lexi's brother Tyler was just to change it. saying that he was like trying to get up there. He wanted everybody goes Lexi there. to go up there and get him, and she went up there to go get some balls. And I'm like, shit, for that cheap? I'm like, hell yeah, yeah get me like three boxes of them. Yeah, and the they were sold the out. The guy at Costco's yeah. like, yeah, they come in and they're off the shelf the same day. Yeah. It's Kirkland's. And apparently um, Costco's trying to come up with like a bunch of golf shit. They're going to start making clubs and shit. They sell clubs already. Oh, really? Yeah. Costco brand? No. I oh. forget what brand they sell. I want to get a Costco set of clubs. Or maybe it's not up. Costco. Maybe it's maybe it's Sam's. I think it's Costco. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, but they what, do. What yeah, what they have the talking ones. About? Beer? Oh, yeah, yeah, the beer. I think that was over. Yeah, that's this is uh, a dollar. You said well, how much? It was like a dollar seventy-five or a dollar twenty-five. Like it was super. I, I just you remember can't thinking. Pass up on that deal. I just remember thinking, my God! Like, and the guy was like, "They're practically giving it away," because they had just yeah. it was just stacked up. Like, Isn't it so weird that we're the only? Aren't we the, the only country that like has all this infighting about like people trying to be different genders or like trying to train like because even know. like because when you even talk to people in Europe like people in France or Germany or like some of these like left leaning sort of like semi socialist countries right they're not super conservative, right? They're kind of they're kind of liberal, and they're, they're a lot of young people. They just look at it and they laugh. They're like, "It's so weird what's going on in the U.S." When well, you when you hear people's perspectives who aren't in the U.S., especially, it's like they're like, "It's I don't know, I mean, it's it, not going on in any other countries." I mean, definitely not places like Russia, obviously, because they're like they're war torn country that's been you know through crazy conflict. Yeah, well, they have they have real things to worry. Exactly, about. Mm-hmm. it's like, like it's so it's, it's funny like, how if there if there was a war right now. Like a major war, like a serious war, not like we're sending off our current existing troops to go fight some war that doesn't really affect the you United mean if States. The continental United States actually right. got invaded. Like if suddenly, yeah, exactly. Like all that shit would be out the window, all of it. My right. fear is that the that the youth, these are the people that would have to help fight that war. My God, could you imagine? 
if 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 19 20 22 year old kids had to help fight a war right now the kids that are being raised like they it's really, well isn't it isn't it yeah, like fuck. they can't late, get their driver's licenses isn't it the same thing as what happens to late stage empires like they like what happened in Rome like collapse they, they start wait exactly like shit yeah. starts happening like they start looking for more things to to battle against or they start looking when there's no real external threats they start like eating themselves from the inside and looking for more problems i mean i i I, that's kind of what i feel like like you don't have real problems in your life so you're manufacturing these issues that i have to call you he she or i have to or you know that you I, you have, want me to acknowledge that you're, you know, whatever binary or whatever the hell that is, and you know, it's like, like these are what you're arguing over, like, and it's they, silly. And, the, and it's like it ties into media and politics, and pe- people, they love it. People they politicize it. it for votes. People like AOC, they just fucking amplify it just so they can get more people to follow them right. and vote for them, and like, yeah, whatever happened to her? She's still the, out there chirping. The Republicans. She's off all her committees. She's like, is she? They, did she went nuts when they started pulling her? I, she was just, her off of a bunch of committees. And she, she was just talking out. about some guy ha- that happened in some guy in New York. I guess got killed. There was like a there was like some homeless guy on a train in New York, and he was like threatening a bunch of people. And then some like marine, I guess, put him in a chokehold and killed him by accident. Okay, and uh, and I guess he didn't get charged with murder he was it was a homicide but i guess like there was other people trying to restrain this guy who was going crazy right. the guy put him in a chokehold and the guy suffocated he died right. and um so was there's people was riding there's people in the streets protesting about this like right. saying that that guy that marine should have gotten put in prison for murder and aoc is like out there tweeting like oh this guy's a fucking murderer of like course, of course she is like, they, you never hear anything about the transgender that ended up going in and killing all those kids um you know a month ago oh yeah you don't hear anything about that yeah that was everywhere when it happened wasn't yeah, it? it was for like, like well we forgot day. about it already yeah, yeah a day it's, already it's gone already like, yeah like a day. If, if that if that had just been a regular white kid mm-hmm. if we'd be hearing about it right now mm-hmm. you'd still be hearing about you couldn't hear anything else about it <sighs> bro that was a terrifying video did you watch the video of that the, like the cops video footage from the oh yeah camera? going oh, in going God. into they're walking through the classrooms with, like these little baby chairs like these little kids sit on and they're like running through, like clearing it, and oh my god, dude. just just the mental mental cases that are out there. When do we become a type two or a type one? We're a type zero right now. When do we become a type one civilization? I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I don't, what is that? Type one civilization. You gotta mean, stop interviewing all these smart people. I can't come. I haven't interviewed these smart people. Type one civilization is when we become a global species. Or we start thinking of ourselves as Earthlings, not just Americans, Russians, get... Chinese, and we stop becoming these territorial apes bombing each other and trying to invade and take more territory. I think we got to get to another planet, create a colony on another planet. Maybe that'll help. Yeah, that would probably right. help, huh? Yeah, Elon. No, because it, no, because it would That's still start, yeah. be it would still be us though. It would well, still be then, us. yeah, but then it's a then, whole planet of us. Yeah, but then you're you're saying you've got to. So what are you saying? Because we, I'm saying like like progress, like we progress. You're saying this Earth. Be a type one. Yeah, when I mean, to when do will that, this I think you become type one because the only way would you just have to have a one world government? A type one civ- Yes, you would. A type one civilization is able to access all the energy available on its planet and store it for consumption. 
a type 2 civilization can directly consume the energy of a star like the sun finally a type 3 civilization is able to capture all the energy emitted by the galaxy well we don't have to worry about that yet that's way deeper than i even yeah, understand bro, like i we ain't even talking about people no so type one right but type one is like we're already sort of on our way to type one right like we have the like we're, we're we're regressing we're becoming more global in a sense like we have the internet right we're all connected to the world wide web so that's I can see that. that's like not all of it's us. a slow step some countries aren't some countries aren't that phrased energy specifically though yeah yeah they were talking about like so yeah using so like, like a dyson, resources a dyson so, fear putting so it. when you start becoming like type two civilization then you can like travel throughout the universe like right we, obviously that means you get off the planet and you can move interstellarly like between stars like between our between well we went to the moon i'm, I'm a fraudster between <laughs> yeah bro like, haven't you had some scientists like is this a question you i'm not i'm really honestly not even uh really um versed enough to talk about half the stuff we've already talked about <laughs> you can't take anything yeah, we've said yeah. so far and for truth exactly think? like i'm not that's I'm, why i'm interested because you have an outside perspective i'm wondering like like because I've been thinking about it, like the type zero. Like right now, we're type zero. We're fucking monkeys with with bombs. That's basically all we are. Just trying to make money. Like everything, everyone who has gets any sort of power or money, all they do is just try to get more, and they right. try to take it from other people. It's the basics of what you did, right? You fucking found a way to exploit a system, and you fucking kept gaming it and gaming it and gaming it right. until you eventually got caught and couldn't do it anymore and it's, that's like what we're doing we're not looking out for our own species we're not trying to to better ourselves as a species I feel like elon is do you i mean yeah, yeah he's, he's kind dumping of, a yeah, ton he of, of he's yeah. like to him he's like he's dumping a ton of money into a, a venture that honestly is he ever really going to get that money back to go to mars for what reason yeah to build a colony why because i think we should be an get interplanetary well he's getting it from the all the money he's getting paid by the government to do all this stuff right yeah some no well some of it some of it it's not like he's using his own money he's he getting is. a lot of it he is using his own money it's funny too because not, not for not for um not for spacex though he's got a lot of people like did you watch a documentary he, about him on netflix yeah he has a lot he has a lot of he's getting recouped for a lot of money right yeah for you know doing things like you know bringing up satellites and things like that but is he making back all of his money and who knows if he would or not look, look at what's his name bezos like bezos is not isn't getting any of the contracts right. like he goes up against elon loses right. loses right. loses but he keeps dumping money into it because of course he's one of the richest men in the world so he can like to me it's like if i had that kind of money where i'm not going to run out of it i would probably do something absolutely ridiculous like that mm -hmm. like like i'm not gonna run out of money let's see if we what well, i pretty much got everything I mean, Elon's got so much money that he doesn't even care anymore. Like he's sleeping on people's couches mm -hmm. and sleeping in like, mm -hmm. like nothing matters anymore. And, yeah, exactly. Like, hey, let's drop one of these little these little rooms that I'm building here, these little cubicle things, and drop it. And what are those things that you know what I'm talking about? They bring them in on a on yeah, a, yeah, yeah. The, like, what are the, they called? They're the called tiny house, tiny houses. Well, yeah, they're they're kind of like tiny. They are tiny houses. Yeah. So he's like he's got one of those so he can sleep there. Like he doesn't really. He owns a couple of houses. He didn't sleep in. They're like he, prefabricated homes, right? Like he trailers. You know, you've seen them. Like he's just he's a mess. <laughs> they're built in factories. And they're just dropped there. And then you've got then you've got Jeff Bezos who 
has got like five yachts. Yachting around town. Yeah, How about him getting all buff, getting him, he's all jacked yeah, he's now. On, he's running, he's on test, D-ball. He's, he's running around with like tw- like 21-year-olds on his yacht. He's all zipped up. You know what's so funny? It's so funny his transition from fucking nerd to like billionaire playboy. Did you ever see the interviews when he first started um, Oh, he's Amazon? total geek, bro. Yeah. Same with Elon too. You see, like his early yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he was bald. Now he's got a full fucking head of hair. Hey, I heard yeah. you just did a deal with some Turkish yeah. hair loss company. No, I didn't do it. You need to hook me up, bro. My corners are getting Listen, yikes. Mm-hmm. That they, they, they got they have them in um they have a clinic in uh, uh in Mexico, so you don't even have to go to Turkey. Ooh, really? Yeah, it's but probably I was, really good. It's not it's not FDA regulated, so it's probably good. <laughs> it's just surgery. Mm-hmm. It's the same surgery they do here. Oh, is it the same shit? Yeah. Oh, then why do you have to go to Mexico? No, because it's cheaper. Cheaper. Super cheaper. Mm. Like the guy, why would he why come here? go to here? Mexico for everything. Right. Why would he come here and compete with American doctors is doing the same thing? He can go to Mexico. I want the guy who did your hair. I want that guy. <laughs> Just know. to fill in the corners, like maybe a quarter inch. I don't know that guy. I want one more surgery. Really? Well, oh, we had a talk and everything. But the problem is in the end, I'm going to start a GoFundMe. In the end, I'm gonna have to come up with you know you got to come up with a few grand. I have to explain to my my probation officer that I'm going to get a hair you know hair graft. So he's gonna be like, yeah, couldn't you maybe throw that towards your restitution? How can we scam your an insurance company into paying for your hair? I mean, health insurance companies are the biggest fucking scam artists in the world. We gotta yeah. be able to get them back somehow. I don't have health insurance. Oh, you don't? No, that's sad. I know. What if something happens? Hmm. Yeah, I ain't got health 53. insurance. I got health insurance. You you can't get it. You're you're they pieced you back together like Jesus like Christ. an old car. They rebuilt you like and every time I hear about all this stuff that was titanium, but it's like the scarecrow. <laughs> you look fine though. You walk fine. Like I wouldn't think you were like, you know, in all the accidents and your back and Oh like, my god, he's fucked up. You should the, sur- the surgery made it better, man. But you seem fine. You, you don't Did we already you don't, like about... sit weird or or or, or hunch or do I got anything. a weird walk. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> My back's like my back's fucked up. Well, you seem fine, but my equilibrium's like fucked up. Ever did we since talk then, about though. last time you were here? Did we, we talk about your heart your heart rate? No, I don't know. Yeah, well, I think we did. What, what's wrong with your equi- equilibrium? I don't know. It's all fucked up since some accidents and shit. Really? I get like a, you ever get that ringing sound in your ears? Oh yeah. yeah if I, I drink like three cups it, of coffee, yeah. I get it a lot. I have it all the time. Yeah, I get it probably at least once a day. Really? I get it. Where it just goes, it goes like full fucking. You know, world's tuned out. Oh, got, that loud? Yeah. Oh shit. Where well, I go bad. totally deaf. I have no, like I mild tinnitus, but it's only for like ten seconds. It like fades in and fades out. Mm. I got my blood work done. You might have. Uh, you might be getting directed energy. You might be like targeted yeah. by the CIA. It might be like, bro. I had a guy. Billy here. Carson said it's aliens <laughs> talking to me. Oh god. Listen, I got my blood work done the other day. Oh yeah. Let me tell. What's your test levels? They were. Everything was like they give you a range, like between you know your whatever is between should be between two hundred and two fifty, right? Or whatever for what? I'm saying in general, just this should be between twelve hundred and you know fifteen hundred, and mine would be like thirteen twelve. You know, this should be between three hundred and three seventy five, and mine's like you know three hundred and you know forty. You're right in a dead center. I'm, like very, I'm almost always right in the mm-hmm. middle. And then you got to testosterone. 
And it was with the range. The, it's two hundred to two, like no, six fifty or something. It's two fifty. No, it's two fifty to eleven hundred. Okay, my mind's like fifteen sixty. Oh, nice. And I was like, "You're pinned." Wow. And nice. I and and you know, I called Ryan Root, and he's like, "Ah, it's fine." He's like, "He's like, yeah, they don't care." He's it's good, bro. It's good. You feel good, right? I feel great. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Like, Rock hard, baby. <laughs> How's your libido? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm. But the, I'm hungry all the time. What's your we're dose? About this. What's your dose? I don't even know because Jess gives it to me. You don't know how many milligrams you're taking? No. How often like, do you take it? How, how often do you shoot? Uh, twice, twice a week. Twice a week. But listen, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm strong. God, I want to get back on it so bad. And like I'm, I'm like, like I can do, I can do like thirty dips. I do like four or five sets of thirty dips. I do wow pull ups. I four do four or five sets yeah. of thirty. Like I've never been able to do pull ups. Like I can do pull-ups behind my head. I can do I like mean, this. I, yeah. Oh, easy, easy. Wow. And I don't mean like one. I mean we're talking about. Look at him. How many pull-ups can you do, Shane? Oh, my shoulder would pop out, bro. One pull-up oh, can. <laughs> one pull-up. One pull-up. Pull pull fucking shoulder out. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> Told you. It's I so, mean, I could do other shit. I just can't do right. shoulder shit. Oh, listen, I, nev- I could shit. never do like <laughs> I've never been able to do like a, a you know pull-up like. Yeah. I need, my, so I need shoulder just, surgery bad. He needs to get the I need stem, cells. stem cells. I gotta he go to Mexico. The, he needs the stemmies. I need stemmed <laughs> up. <laughs> you don't is know that, stem cells? Isn't that illegal? No. no. Stem cells? States? No. no. It, it might not be federally reg- uh, FDA approved. It <laughs> might not be FDA. <laughs> I feel like there's lots of places. Rogan gets them all the time, so it's gotta be all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he went. I think he went to um, Colombia. No, Med- they go Med- over Medellin. there. Medellin. They go they, to Medellin. No, the guy on his podcast said they go right over the border in California, right down there. Oh, Tijuana. Tijuana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one in Tijuana. They go too. right to Tijuana. They fucking put you up in the five star hotel, yeah. juice you up. They got they got saunas. They got hyperbaric oxygen chambers. Mm-hmm. They got a spa there. The then fucking... you just drive right back over the border. Oh yeah, it's full yeah. treatment. It's like eight grand for the week. <clears throat> they get, they give you multiple sessions. Like you can go in there on a Monday. Can we start a GoFundMe for that, bro? You already got the GoFundMe. Just ask ask the boss man. Yeah, they ain't funding that. Mm. Mm. I don't feel like I want so to do anything. Are you just on the test or what else? No, I also take a um, I take an, an estrogen blocker. Oh, you take that yeah. thing too. Yeah. Only because like So the, you did your blood work and your estrogen was too high? No, no. It's just okay. that because when I started taking the test, like my one of my Oh, your gyno. Yeah, my what well and you know keep in mind too, like they're gone. Like the glands are gone. Oh, you so, got them removed? Yeah. Really? I, I had two surgeries. One, they cut them in half, it started growing back. When? Oh, this is when I was younger, 20, oh. 20 something. Oh, yeah, because you said you were taking that shit when you were young. Right. So then they removed them. So then they just removed them. But still, something must still be in there because I started getting this a little bit of a pain mm. in my in one of my breasts. Right. Like, right. I hate to say breasts because it doesn't sound my masculine. But, but my it, it just started kind of hurting a little bit. Right. Like, I was like, that ah, fucking hurts. I hurt. So I, I talked to uh, Ryan and. Um, we ended up getting, he said, look, just take like this as you need it. Like take like half a tablet mm. every time. So I took half a tablet, boom, it's gone. Mm. And other than that, I feel great. Other than the fact that I'm hungry all the time. But you look phenomenal. I, I you don't look fat. That. I, I, you look cut. The only reason I feel you fat. walking here like a fucking bulldog. Mm-hmm. Like a little bulldog, dude. I, you know, the only reason I, <laughs> I feel fat because I weigh like 180 pounds. And I'm like, this is you weigh 180. Insane. Damn, yeah, you yeah, weigh the same. Yeah, I weigh like I weigh That's a little nuts. over 180. 
Like I was typically like I want to be like 170. I feel like I need to lose like 10 pounds. How long should I wait till I go back till I go on the? I test? don't know why you got off it. Like what was the reason? I was. He, told he you. never does anything more than like fucking one week. But I did it. Re- I did it for a month, and I felt just like the best way I can describe it is I felt overstimulated all the time. Well, then take, take a lower then dose. I did. I did. I did. I started. I dosed down, and then I started doing it. Water every- it down. I started doing um, the in- injections every other day. Just like I, I split it into threes, right? right? So I did it three times a week. And I still felt like, I, I felt a little bit less overstimulated, but then less, less. So I did my blood work pre doing the testosterone. Were you working out? Yeah, I was always working out. Okay. So I did my blood work pre testosterone, and my test level was like 730. Right, you were like right that. in the middle. So. I got in the middle of the month when I was doing the testosterone, I did my blood work again. And it was like 640. What? Why then would it be? Then I stopped, right? I stopped the end of November. That makes sense. I, st- I know. I stopped the end of November. Faulty test. And then I got a, my blood work done again, end of January. I'm back up to 750. How did you never? Where are you going? How did you never get out the, out the of same the, place everybody goes, bro? How it's did you? Quest. You're going to that lady with those fake machines. No, no <laughs> what's bro. her name? Literally, the blood work I got, I got the. They're just got, typing them up. <laughs> I got literally like the most comprehensive blood panel that you money can buy. They were the lady had the needle in my arm, and she, you know, they fill up those vials. She had like a fucking grocery bag full of those. They were falling on the ground everywhere. I'm like helping her pick them up. She had like thirty of them. It was insane. She did. They did like they tested everything, like literally everything you could possibly have. And I don't know. For some reason, it was lower. I wish I had money to burn. I'm like, what's the cheapest one? I, I need the testosterone. Can I just get that? No, I'm sorry. It's a whole panel. Okay. Well, that's all I need. Though. Yeah. Like, listen, I went. I might have had like. There's different esters. Like there's cypionate, enanthate. There's like three different esters you can take. One that la- the cypionate lasts the longest. The uh, that's what I'm taking. Enanthate has a shorter half life. Um, so I don't know. I gotta. I gotta. I don't know. I want to try it again, but I want to figure out. I'm like at 750 right now, so I don't want to like. There's really no need. I mean, yeah, I'm, that's where you're basically supposed to be. Yeah. All right. Like that's. But when probably, I was like, probably where I am normally. I mean, this thing is off the charts. I don't know what's happening. But when I first did it, like Fucking the first line, the first injection I did. <laughs> feel bad for her sometimes. The first injection I did, I was like, <laughs> enough already. She's like, what? Oh, you're She's just like, trying enough to... already. I'm. Hunter down like a, you know, she's all like, hey, hey, hey. Fucking horned up bulldog. She's walking around with one of those five gallon paint sticks, you know, pow, stop it. <laughs> Sit. Uh, Matt's humping legs in the uh, kitchen. That's hilarious. But yeah, no, that's why I got off. But I want to try oh. it again. I'm like, I really want to try it again. So I think I'm going to try you, it again. You know what's funny? I wonder what would happen to Boziak because, you know, he's super hyper sensitive to any type of any type of drug like you know you look at i him, am too i am you, too you look at him you'd think he's taking he would he takes drugs like he doesn't listen he doesn't drink he doesn't take drugs he can't drink coffee mm-hmm. he can't take aspirin like, he ate two fucking 25 250 milligram gummies the first oh, time he, he came in here he lo- listen no weed's a different now story. weed's different <laughs> yeah okay. he's big on <laughs> he weed. he does a lot of weed <laughs> he has no problem with weed but he has a major problem with any kind of medication like mm. anything i'm like that too um so yeah, he couldn't he couldn't take anything. It's called a hyper responder. It's horrible. Like yeah, it's it horrible because it he can't take anything for anything. Like if but it's like, good if you're addicted to pills because then you save money. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But if you need medication, it's not good. 
<laughs> Nothing. He said, if you're addicted to pill, it's, pills, it's good because, you know, you save money because you can't take them. It's like, it doesn't, I don't know where that came from. But I mean, what if you need medication? You can't take it. Yeah, you just take a smaller dose. You just break the thing into quarters. He does. He takes like, he'll take little, like he'll take, he'll have like a pull his back or something. And he's, and he's like, he takes ibuprofen and he's, he gets all like, feels sick. And he's, really? Yeah. It's like, mm. it's ibuprofen. Mm. He's like, I brought, I'm like, how much did you take? He's like, I broke a pill in half. He's like, what do you mean? Right. Like, yeah. I barely took any of it. And I'm like, well, that's not even going to do anything. I, Look, I got a little pan popping a thousand ibuprofen. Oh, a thousand milligrams. Wait till you my age. I wake up. That's just part of my routine. I yeah. walk up to take fucking three of three 200 milligrams. <laughs> this guy got COVID. He's fucking eat, chewing up Vicodin, yeah. bro. <laughs> That'll help, right? It <laughs> worked. <laughs> <laughs> Two days later, I was straight. That's the fucking secret, bro. slept it off. Fuck ivermectin, bro. It's the Vicodin. That My grandma started. came over, brought over 800 milligram ibuprofen, some Vicodin, fucking some, 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 COVID. some cough syrup. I'm laying on the couch. She brings over a, a Ziploc bag of pills and some cough syrup. Here, Shane, take this. I was straight. Two days later, slept it off, sweated out. Fuck. I had COVID again. I've had it twice. Really? Just had it three times. Oh Damn. I got it when I went to I went to um, Podfest. We both got it. Jess and I both got it. Yeah, really? Podfest geeks got me all shaking hands and you know all COVID up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Did mm. I tell you what happened? I gave a speech. Mm. Did I tell you about my speech? No. no. Listen. Speech. So I gave a. I had to give a talk. Basically, it was it was something like. 60,000 subscribers like in two years or something. I forget what the name of the speech was like, how to get like, whatever, you know, like, mm -hmm. and I basically got up and just said, look, you know, you, you have to, you know, I just gave like five tips, right? Now here's what happened though. So there's a room and I remember thinking like, these guys are going on this app and they're trying to get people to go to their, their little show, right? I never did that. <coughs> I go to the show, I go to the thing, PodFest, it's okay. It was five days. It honestly could have been two. Uh -huh. So you see everything the first day, and then maybe you want to loop around again. But after that, so then they have these rooms that are broken up. It is very professional. Like, it's a super cool kind of thing for two days. So then they have breakout rooms where you go and you talk. Sometimes they have big ones. There's 500 people there. Sometimes there's a small one. There's mm -hmm. 150 people. So I'm thinking nobody's going to be at my, my thing. I never tried to promote it. I never tried to do anything. I just told the guy that runs the place, Chris, I told him I'll do it. He said, "Okay." So I go to do it. Christos? I, Chris, yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris Mosto, whatever his name is. Yeah, Chris K. So I go, I, and I'm also was on a panel. So I go and I get there, and I'm like, like this place, like it's packed. The room is packed, and somebody goes and they do a talk, and that's great. They do their talk. More people are kind of coming in. Um, the place is packed. This guy does a talk, and he sits down. No big deal. And then this other chick gets up and she does a talk and listen like halfway through the talk i remember looking over at jess like this is the worst chick to follow up this chick's been doing she's this good. for five years she's yeah. polished i mean i was like wow and jess was like yeah she's good she's good and it was <laughs> thanks just, for the support thanks. right it was just like wow <laughs> so then she's done as soon as she's done i'm thinking okay great so now i get up to do mine and she, and as I'm getting up to do mine, and she says, okay, she's got the mic, she kind of stops, and she says, listen, if anybody else wants to talk about this or needs some help or needs this or needs this, blah, 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 she said, I'll be out in the hallway. Come on out in the hallway. 
half more than that 90 percent of the room gets up and walks in the hallway there's like six guys left and then you went and did your Damn. speech and then i went and did my thing so obviously i was fine because there was only out. a few people but but i sat there and i thought wow like that like i would never do that to somebody yeah that's kind of you know, it, was, it was real like i wanted to go to her and say the fuck did you just do yeah did you see what just happened like did you see what you did? Like, would you want that done to you? Yeah, that was fucked up. It, it was just such, you know, if it was anybody but me, like if I was in the crowd, like I probably would have been like, <laughs> I would have laughed like, oh my God, that was horrible. But I was like, I was like, wow, well, I'm not nervous now because right. there's nobody here. So she should have thanked her. Yeah. There was, so there, there was maybe whatever, let's say 15 or 20 people. So mm-hmm. I did my little speech, whatever. It was fine. Um, but yeah, I got sick. Like the next day when I got home, I was all, by the time we got home that night, I was feeling achy yeah the next day super achy and so was jess we both super sick that night Mm. and i was supposed to go to ian bick fly up to see to be interviewed by ian bick do you Mm. know who he is uh, i think so i think you sent me something about him yeah i supposed to go up there and i had to cancel the last minute and i've i still haven't really been able to go up there since then and so now when people say hey you should be on matt cox's podcast to ian bick he says Fuck that guy. He canceled on me. Really? And I'm like, I he really had... says fuck that guy. No, I don't. He didn't really say uh, fuck that guy. He's like, no. He kind of almost does. He goes. He's he basically is like he says like screw that man. The hell with that guy. He canceled on me. I had COVID. Like I had COVID. I even texted him. Uh, Did and, he get his flight reimbursed? Um. No. He said he he said he just lost it. And I told him. I said, look, I'll pay for my own flight and fly up. All I right, get it. Right, right, right. And he came back and I and I told him. I said, hey, quit telling people that I canceled on you. I had COVID. He's like, yeah, I get it. But you said you'd be up here within a month, and it's been a it's been like two months, and I haven't heard from you since. Uh, I'm like, mm. Okay. Granted, that's my fault. Mm-hmm. But you know, come on, bro. Like, I'm gonna get up there. Give me give me a minute. First yeah. of all, you invited me to fly up to you your know, show. Do you know how many needles I got to bring with me on the plane? You, you invited me to fly up to your to do your podcast, and you have like three thousand. At that time, you think he had like five thousand subscribers. I think he's got like thirty or so. He'll probably be at a hundred thousand before I'm at a hundred thousand. Like he's he's pro- listen. He's he's booming. People like him, bro. When is Tucker gonna start a podcast on YouTube? I don't think he can. Won't he they was take it down he was immediately. Built for the internet, bro. Hmm. Have you watched his full send podcast? No. Oh my god, it is so fucking hilarious, dude. He is so funny when he's able to speak freely and he's not just like reading off a teleprompter. I saw a video online where he was fishing in uh, Central Park. Central Tucker was? Yeah. In New York? Yeah. Really? Yeah, some guy comes up and like He's like turns around. The guy's like, "Oh, you're Tucker Carlson. Are you supposed to be fishing?" He goes, "Yeah, you can fish." And he's, and he's like, "Totally cool." The guy starts talking. The guy's like, "No, don't you need a license?" He's like, "No, people don't know that, but you don't need a license." He goes, "Is a good fish any good?" He said, "Not really." And he was yeah, like, he's what? a big hunter and fisher, and he likes to hunt and fish a lot. But he, he oh, he likes to uh, he likes to hunt. He's like a big bird hunting guy. Is he? Yeah. My God, he's already got sixty two thousand subscribers. What was that? What do you benching? How much do you bench? No, I, we use. Um, you don't do bench? No, we, yeah, but we, but it's on a machine. Oh, you it's fucking pussy! Like I don't actually use the bar. How much? Know. How much do you in the machine? Like it's it's like two fifty, two six. Like it's 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 almost the whole rack. 
and I and I'm not doing. By the way, I'm not like barely going down. Like I'm going deep, all the way down, like all the way up. Yeah, I don't do all that, but yeah. So, but and I start at like two twenty five. I'll do like two twenty five. Then it goes like two forty five. Then it goes like two fifty five. And then it does goes to like whatever fifteen or twenty. The one where you sit up. The one where you're sitting up and you go like that. Is that the one you're talking about? It, I do a slight uh, incline. Incline. Yeah. So so it's not quite. So I'm not laying flat. Like this. I'm, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like doing the incline too. Yeah. So you know that. That way you don't build like the the bitch tits down there. You build up the top. No. I mean, I do that. I do flies on a machine. Mm-hmm. You keep on. I'm working with working out with Jess, yeah. and then we. She's go, pretty jacked. She is. We do di- we do dips. She's strong as fuck. All. She looks like it. And the worst thing is, like, I'm I'm, I'm just, my upper body strength at least double everything she does, and yet when we wrestle, I can't pin her. When we wrestle, I can't. It's it's it's. I don't. I, now I just don't even fuck with her anymore. <laughs> it's it's gotten to the point where it's so embarrassing. <clears throat> I mean, that, it's embarrassing. It's like literally like I'm. I'm like I don't understand. Like I'm, I'm, we're, and I'm like I'm sitting there going, I don't understand. Like I'm benching double what you're benching, more than double, mm. and I can't get you off of me. And she's yeah. core. It's ridiculous. Yeah. She's got. She's got. My her, wife's. She's my wife. She's got a retard strength. <laughs> she does. She does. I'm glad I you whispered to, that. I hopefully, hate to say that. Hopefully, the algorithm didn't hear it. I'm sorry. I hate to say that. I mean, I know, I know what, but it is what it is. Like, and I went to a school with kids with special needs like i know it's a serious it's it's real mm-hmm. it's real we had a guy named rodney who had down syndrome strong as fuck yeah <laughs> where's rodney? rodney i don't know he was scary though he was he would chase you around really? like jono yeah yeah god that is crazy how they are strong yeah they are really fucking strong <laughs> for no reason yeah it's ridiculous and jess is like that is she strong it's is it's it outrageous. hot here you okay i don't know i've drank two cups of coffee this is this is literally probably my fifth How, or sixth this cup is, of coffee. This is your first time in here since we got the new AC. I'm actually well, kind of cold. You know, we don't are hear, you? Yeah. We I'm don't. We don't hear a lot of talking. I'm doing a lot of talking. We yeah, don't. Yeah. We don't have that loud that fa- that fan going anymore. It's right. a lot quieter now, and it's, I think it's a lot cooler now. This looks. Like I'm catching so a draft better. right here. You like that? Yeah. I, yeah. That's, I, that was the last time I saw it. I'm getting ready to get a new studio. Where here or in someplace else? Not in this building, but somewhere around here. And then I get one in. Uh, Ooh, really big shot. Yeah, yeah. We're in a big warehouse. R- really? Mm-hmm. Fantasy factory. Fantasy factory, bud, on Indian Rocks Beach. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Well, you know why? Why? Like it, it bothers me. Wait when till you see happen, it, bro. And I like that jealousy feeling. Because <laughs> why I, would you be I, jealous? Because I feel like I'm 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 above that, but I'm not. Because because I'm running my whole thing out of my out of my living room. I'm running this whole. Listen, people show That's good, up. Though. It's fine. Yeah, people it's show fine. up and they're like this. They're like, "Hey, what's?" Uh, they look around like. So does so does Lex Friedman. He does it in his fucking kitchen. I I know I know, but oh, you know who I had on the other day? Um, uh, uh, Brett Johnson. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I had him on here a while ago. Yeah, I've, this is the second time I've I've uh, had him on. He's, oh really? He's great. Yeah, he is good. Yeah, we were both both on the Secret Service's most wanted list. Yeah, we both go back and forth, back and forth. Oh, I bet that's fascinating to hear you guys talk. It's it's. Uh, it's hey, good. what what's up with Rossini? You told a story about him when he's when is he getting out of prison? He, didn't you ask me that the other day? Yeah, right? but we yeah. didn't. Uh, we're on air now. So oh, so um, he so I mean literally he should be in a halfway house right now. The problem is the halfway houses are packed, and so he's they've 
there's just nowhere for him to go. Like he should be home. He should be in a halfway house or on an ankle monitor right now. Like he's literally telling his case manager, like, have me go. I'll immediately go on a on a, you know, I'll immediately go home. Like my home's already been approved. Like I in he probably will not be in a halfway house for six months. And even then he may only get a month or two. Yeah. You know, basically he'll be out of prison. Where's he gonna move? Where's he gonna be? Um the halfway house, like his mom is somewhere up, I want to say, in the Panhandle area. But they tried to get him in a halfway house everywhere, like like Ocala, okay. Orlando, Tampa. They're just all full. Like every place full. in Florida's four full. That's it's crazy. packed with people that did <clears throat> RDAP and are did full. Yeah, well, and the halfway houses too. That's yeah. so wild. You know, but great guy. I can't wait to listen. Listen, Rusini, do you remember the other day when you? Not the other day. It was probably a year or so ago. You had a guy sit down and start and was talking about. The cartel. You understand that Pete can tell you the origin of every single cartel, how they've turned the different factions, why they become different, became different factions, the murders and double crosses. He can tell you it's, it's insane how much he knows. He could sit here for six hours straight and tell you just about everything. How does he know about it? He just, you know, he's got watch one, Narcos. He's probably got 180 IQ. And really? Oh, it was, it's insane. It's insane. Listen, when I was doing his story, this was the kind of stuff he would do. It's funny too, because as much as I despise Devaroli, he was super. He was he was much like this. Only Pete's likable. Um, and Pete would go, you know, I, I would say, okay, well, well, when did this happen? And he'd go, oh god, that. Um, let me think. That was a. Uh, uh, he'd say, okay, so it would have been uh, that was uh, that was Tuesday the 12th. And it'd go, what? Yeah, yeah, June. It was a Tuesday. It was uh, on the twelfth of June, you know, uh, nineteen ninety-two. And you'd be like, why? Like do you, rain man. Like, how, how do you know that? And he'd go, well, because I remember so and so's birthday was on this uh, this date, and I remember we went to, we went to this concert, and th- it was two days after that concert, and like he literally Damn. has this whole, brrr, and he could do it all the time with everything. And if you went back and double checked. Damn, if he wasn't right, really, it was. It's bizarre, and he'll keep in mind too. He's he's from Brazil, right? So he's Brazil. He speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. He speaks Portuguese. So he'll, you know, listen. I can't say Spanish words like he's or Portuguese, and he or French or anything. His pronunciation is perfect. He just, you know, he's one of those people that I talk to that I feel like, you know, you know, you feel like you're like you're drooling when you're talking to him. You're like, yeah. God, like this is. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, and I feel like he's patiently talking to me, like right, <laughs> like he's he's like inter- he's like he's just putting up with me. Mm-hmm. Yes, he just has like an incredible sense of fucking time, where he can put timestamps on anything that but, happened on different different things. It, it's in not history. just that. It's not just that. Like he he like he'll talk to you about quantum physics, and and he'll remember names. I can't remember names for anything. He'll remember the names, the pronunciations, when the book came out. How, th- this book, it was. I remember he was. It was like eleven hundred pages, and this and this and this, and there was there's a chapter. I think it's chapter thirteen. Chapter thirteen was about, and you're like, are you insane? Like he'll tell you. It, it, listen, I'm gonna get him first. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna completely just just spend like two weeks with him. And get as much information out of him as possible, and then you can have him on here. He'll tell you. About I want his him case. on here with you. I mean, that's fine. But he'll tell you about his case. It'll take eight hours. He knows every single date. He has every single document. It's insane. 
in three-parter. It's insane. He, he also is extremely wordy. Like, he has no he, concept He of, reads, what, one book a day in prison? How many books does he read? I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, a lot. And I mean not normal books. These are, like, typically, if I get a book, I can give it to four other inmates. He gets a book, and you might as well just throw it away. Nobody else is reading that shit. <laughs> Like Pete, it's it's a it's a book on mathematics. I know there's a whole chapter on the on on the comma. What? Like what do you what? Yeah, there's a whole. It's, <laughs> it's 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 just it's nuts. So is he is he autistic? He is mildly. He is, I, I always say he's he's got a touch of Asperger syndrome, mm. and you don't notice like you notice it when you first meet him, but then as you get to know him, you don't really notice it. But when somebody else comes over, you start to notice it again. Like with me, he talks to me, he looks me in the eye, he has, we have a conversation, we're open, he's very comfortable with me. But somebody else comes over and he immediately, hey, how, how you doing? And takes like four steps back. Like, and you're like, well, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, like you don't notice it because we, we hang out all the time and then somebody else would come in and he'd do it and I'd be like, oh, that's right. Why is he in prison again? Short version? Short version is uh, the, the charge is basically... Um, conspiracy to murder two federal informants uh, in his two FBI federal informants that were both murdered. Um, then supposedly he he ordered the murders. He ordered their murders and the disposal of their bodies. Mm. And he'll he'll tell you, look, yeah, I I didn't order the murders, but I did dispose of the bodies. He's like, but you know, I didn't kill them. I just threw the bodies in the dumpster. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Um, one of the bodies they found in the dumpster, the other one they didn't. And he's like, you know, what was I going to do? I came home, the guy's dead. You can't just leave a body. We were, it was a meth lab. I can't that call story, the police. That story was fucking crazy, yeah, dude. It's not. Yeah. What's the name? You wrote, did you write a story about that? Yeah, yeah you told the, the name of story. Uh, Devil Exposed. Devil yeah, Exposed. I actually yeah. wrote, I wrote, so I have an abridged version and then I have a full book. The full book is basically, it's like a true crime book. The abridged version is really more about the crux of the case, mm. how they built the case against them. And they're actually both really good. The problem, like I said, that he has no concept of brevity at all. He, he'll, it, it'll take him um, two minutes to explain something that really would have taken about 20 seconds to explain. Mm. He just, he's very wordy. He, he's very detail oriented. He thinks everything is important in the story. He can't cut to the chase. Mm-hmm. So, but he's, his research is fucking amazing. The problem is you have to read 2,000 words to end up saying, okay, here's 2,000 words. I'm going to use 200 of them. Mm-hmm. And he's, oh, are you serious? What about, what about this? What about that? It's irrelevant to the story, Pete. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, he's, gets all upset, all upset. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll, I'll tell him, I'll send him an email and I'll say, I'll be like, bro, thank you so much. This was great. It was really informative. I chopped it down to two paragraphs, and and, and I'll, I'll say you really need to work on not sending so much information. You know right. damn well I don't need to know every single thing about that person to introduce them, in when they're only going to be in one scene. And, so what exactly he, is he helping you with in prison? The book, um, the book, it's called we call it the company. It's about the um, the chip heists, all those chip oh, heists. Yes, you're he's right. doing the research. And listen, from inside prison. So during the pandemic. They shut down the archives because these are old. Like they're all archived, right? Like there's tons of articles, but you can't get them on the internet. They were back in the late, late 80s and 90s. So, and then all, even 
a lot of the court documents are on the archives. They're not on updated on the system. Like right now, something 10 years ago, you can go pull everything on my case on Pacer. But this is back in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. These are this is on microfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he um we we couldn't get into the archives. So Pete happened to be talking to his cousin who knew a girl that was actually dating a federal judge. So he got to her, got to the federal judge, explained that he was doing research on this case and the archives was closed, but he really needed it. The federal judge calls down the people from the archives and asks them to go and pull the file and boom, we get a fucking chunk of everything we want. I, I end up having to pay for it. I think I paid like whatever it was, $600 or something mm, for the research wow. and everything to get the research. So now he's got all the stuff and he's re- and he researched everything, read all the trial transcripts, read everything, went through and highlighted it. He ordered um, uh, tons of um, newspaper articles on archives. I end up having to join some archive system to pull articles and send those to him. And then he just, he's a machine. He reads it and comes up with the information that you need. But it's a super interesting story. Do you pay him? No. Wow. I've offered to put money on his books, do this and that. But keep in mind, he's got a mom. It's it's, it's Pete and his mom. That's really and, and some cousins. So that's really all there is left. Right. Pete's dad died when he was in prison. Mm. You know, and and honestly, you know, um, how long has he been in? Oh Jesus, almost uh, over twenty five years. How old is he now? He's exactly my age. Wow. We're both fifty three. I think our birthdays are. I think he's his birthday is a few days before mine, maybe a week. Wow. I want to say maybe he's June 5th or so. I don't know. I could look it up. That's crazy, man. Well, Matt Cox has been enlightening. How long, how long has this been? Uh, two, Mm. uh, two and a half hours. Are you serious? 430, 530, Two and a half hours. Yeah. Wow. Thanks again. Well, listen, I, uh, (laughs) I was going to say. Sell it. Thank you for uh, watching the video. And if you like the video, do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell so you get notified of videos just like this. Leave us a comment in the comment section. We'll respond as quickly and uh, promptly as possible. Try and respond to most of those videos or most of the comments. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us, go into the description box. Danny's email will be there. My email will be there. And also, we'll leave the link to my channel, which is amazing, although it is a grind and it's not blowing up quite like concrete. Um, but it's 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 all true crime uh, stories, and it's a lot of fun and super interesting. So I appreciate you guys watching. Share the video and hit the uh, hit the hit the like button. Subscribe. And see ya. See ya. See ya.